Here we are. Welcome back to Bon Voyage, everybody, for our intro to the long-awaited No Time to Die. I'm Rob. I'm Adam. I just bumbled that out, didn't I? For I'm just too excited. I can't even talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're nervous. <laughs> I am a little nervous, man. So yeah, It's all been coming to this, man. This is the moment. <laughs> for a little bit of context, normally we do our intro right before the movie, but uh, I'm going tonight. This is Friday morning, October 8th. You're going to see it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So this is a little unusual, kind of like our last episode where we're kind of staggering it but but that's fine i'll probably have seen it twice i'm probably going to go tonight and tomorrow so (laughs) Mm. how are you feeling about it buddy oh i'm i'm excited yeah Yeah, it's gonna be good i think have you managed to avoid all spoilers uh for the most part yeah like my phone feeds me so many headlines (laughs) uh and all this stuff like bond news this and even like in polish and i'm like what's this polish thing and i'm like oh it's Bond again. <laughs> so I don't think there's spoilers, but I, yeah, no, I don't really know. Yeah, me too. It's not really a spoiler more. I've seen how it's being received. Mm-hmm. So like most people, like I don't really follow a lot of media outlets. For me, it's more, uh, you know, amateur Bond fans. Well, they are amateur. They pretend to be professionals and experts, but they're amateur. They're just people <laughs> who love it. Uh, yeah. and they're being actually really cool about it. The, uh, the hashtag no time for spoilers went pretty crazy a week or two ago and everybody keeps sharing that because they're, they're very aware that there's a huge fandom in North America and Australia and they don't want to spoil it for people. So they just give like non-spoiler reviews. So I haven't seen any plot, but a lot of, uh, mostly positive reception. Yeah, I think I think the closest thing I saw to a spoiler was like a picture of Rami Malek with like a, a mask or something. Right, right. And and those, like, yeah, so I've seen the that? trailers <laughs> and some of the still shots. That's so, right. I, so that's about as spoilerish as the plot goes. Mm-hmm. I was going to say this is going to be a weird podcast because I will have, or we will have only seen it once, but that's been the case for you with every fucking one. <laughs> yeah, I will. The part for this time is like I'm not going to like take notes in the theater, right? So yeah, I just have to pay attention. I guess. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like, what if I have to pee? I just have to miss a part of it. I guess so. Yeah, I'm definitely bringing my flask for some martini. So I, I'll probably have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought you were going to say I'm going to bring a flask to pee. <laughs> Uh, that's not a bad idea, actually. I'll bring two. Oh, gross, gross. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, we're on equal footing for the first time. Yeah. I mean, you have seen all the other ones more than I have, but I have now seen all of the other yeah, ones. Yeah, I just mean going into this, like, mm-hmm. we, I don't know, we won't be able to fall back on, you're, you'll probably, be, you know how you're so much better at paying attention on the first time through than I am. Like, you'll know more about this, mm-hmm. even if I see it twice, probably. Because the first time, I'm just going to be... <laughs> ridiculously excited and miss most of it that almost always happens when i'm excited Mm -hmm. for a movie it just sort of washes over my head yeah you'll just be like vibrating the whole time so well so there is a i think i could say this i i I saw it and then realized that it was wrong so turned it off i'll say that uh there was a pirated one up like streamable and it was like terrible like uh a camera bootleg thing and i was Mm. like oh well just hit play on it and see what happens and i just heard the music like the the slow the opening few notes of the bond theme and then the explosion of the like oh god i had to turn it off i got so many like freaking chills and i know that the (laughs) freaking gun barrel's coming and uh 
I, yeah, I wish you were here so we could see it together, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to do when I'm back in Canada. We'll do a reunion, something or other. Maybe we'll watch No Time to Die together. Sure, unless it's. I mean, I'm seeing that it's very emotional. So and <laughs> so, I saw a lot of people saying that that this one is like the most emotional Bond yet, and it was wow that ending. Mm. I've seen a bunch of people say wow that ending, and I know the last few episodes I've been like, man, I just want them to die and wrap it up. Like this is going to be peak Bond, so let's just end it. And then I was like, holy fuck, what if they actually kill him? I do not want to see Daniel Craig die. I completely take it back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm In general, uh, more emotional sounds great. I'm really looking forward to that then. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, well, I've seen conflicting stuff because they're like, there's more humor than he's done as well. But I mean, at friggin' two hours and 40 minutes, they have time for emotions and humor. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw one guy say, uh, quantum is a full hour shorter, but quantum still feels longer. So I, I hate them for that because I love quantum, but that bodes well for this one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, hmm. it's been so long. I haven't been to a, a movie theater since before the pandemic. So the, oh, I think really? the last movie I saw in theaters was Parasite. Um, wow. So that's going to be weird on its own. And yeah, I'm in Poland. So it's like, that's just going to be weird too. You're going to make sure you find one that's in English, but yeah. uh, Polish subtitles, not dubbed in friggin' no, no. <laughs> Polish. No, it's English with uh, subtitles. I think it usually is that, except for kids' movies. Okay, cool. Yeah, on, like I wish you were here, but on the other hand, I love that we've created this Bond expert that's just out in the world now and is taking his girlfriend <laughs> to go see it. And you're going to be like yeah. smiling the whole time too. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like, yeah, just on my own, you, you know, well, with Claudia, but like, just wow. Yeah. <laughs> Claudia, did you see that? Like, oh, and, oh I know what that's going to be. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh, man. Um, will this be her first one watching the whole thing? Um, I can't. She said that she has seen like her dad was watching them and stuff. So I, so I don't I don't know if she's seen the whole one through necessarily. So so it might be. Definitely right. in like in terms of recentness, it'll be the first one. Cool, cool. Yeah, I almost had spoilers. Like on, was it Friday? When was the premiere last? I guess I probably talked about this in the intro last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, how the day of the premiere, after the premiere, I got texts from my dad and a bunch of friends like, oh, can you believe the news coming out of London? It's so exciting. Like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Still yeah. Still 10 days. Yeah. I wonder if there will be another big wave of that awesome press now that it's out in North America. Oh, almost for, for sure. So, yeah. so it's out today as we're recording in North America and Australia, you said? Yeah, yeah. So I'm seeing my North America. Like I'm off Twitter completely now because uh, a lot of people went yeah. to see it at midnight last night. Which, man, I'm... As you know where I'm staying right now, I'm house-sitting for a family member, and I'm about a three-minute walk, not even drive, to a theater. <laughs> and I was staring at the clock at 5 to 12 last night, and I'm like, I could still fucking make it. I was watching my <laughs> Red Sox lose game one of the playoffs, and I was like, well, that that will be much more rewarding. But no, no, I'll, I want the feeling with everybody. And I, I've been to movies alone a lot. I actually love going to the theater alone, but this one I want mm-hmm. to experience with people. So who's your crew going tonight? Uh, Well... Guest of the podcast, Ryan, ha- had to bail. Uh, he has work out of town. So actually, oh, another guest, Brett. Brett and Billy on are going. Beautiful. And we're also meeting some fellow 
Bond podcast and the HRM. They're going to the same viewing, so we might get a picture or something. Oh, sweet. Yeah, before the show and grab a drink after. As I said, I'm having a martini or two before I go and possibly one there. (laughs) (laughs) Send all my love to all those other Bond fans. I will. Yeah, for sure. What size theater is it where you're going? Is this a big Um, city? I don't even know. It's not a too big of a city. It's, uh, I think, a little smaller than Halifax population-wise, but it's very old. Right. Um, and it's a student city. It's a big university. So oh, that's the, cool. the, the cinema, I think it's like kind of the main one that we're going to. I don't know how big it is. I don't think it's super big, nice. but it's definitely not small. Yeah, we're, we're doing the IMAX for this first viewing, so it'll be quite, uh, quite a show. I don't always love the IMAX. I, I like a more intimate one, but it'll be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a spectacle. So, spectacle. There you go. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, did you? I forget. Did you watch True Detective? No, maybe no. a little bit of an episode, but not. Uh, you don't really. just watch a little bit of True Detective. True, De- the season one of True Detective is possibly the best season of any show ever, and uh, up there with one of the seasons of the wire anyway uh the guy who directed each episode the not the guy who created it but the director is the director mm-hmm. of this one carrie fukunaga i think it's the first time there's an american director i'm okay, not 100 okay. on that but i'm pretty sure and uh also excited to see the dialogue because they had i always forget her name phoebe the woman who created fleabag not familiar well, something bridge ah, sorry anyway it's She's very cool and very well respected uh, among like critics and well women, <laughs> which is good. You know, she, they uh, they hired her to help them with the script, so that bodes well. There's so many friggin' reasons to be excited. Mm-hmm. Do we have any predictions we should make? Oh yeah, we. Well, we also mm-hmm. normally do the the most recent chapter summary, but. Uh, I don't really have, I'm not emotionally prepared to go back through, <laughs> well, three Brazies and Spectre and Skyfall. And uh, I feel like we just did A View to a Kill. Everybody knows those ones. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a better sure. summary after when we come mm-hmm. back. Uh, but yeah, that was just in case anybody is just listening to the, to this one, just for the sake of our chronology, the previous six were GoldenEye, World is Not Enough, Die Another Day, Skyfall, Spectre, View to a Kill. So kind of old age Bond going through a bunch of pretty personal missions. He was betrayed by a fellow agent in GoldenEye. Uh, M's best friend's daughter was the villain in the in the one after mm-hmm. i mean we'll, we'll ignore die another day i guess it got a little no, personal die right another day he was in prison he was being for told, like yeah a that's year right and a half, yeah and yeah and m was willing to let him die so that was another yeah you're right that actually works yeah. well for the following one skyfall which is all about their relationship and another former agent our spies and stuff relevant and all that stuff yeah and then we say yep they are <laughs> Yep, they are for a minute, and then we got to deal with that again immediately, Inspector, which for me is yeah. the worst part of it, that it's just the same goddamn plot again. I really hope that doesn't fucking come up again. Yeah. Like, I, I really want, like, for some reason, so all I know about it is Felix goes and brings him out of retirement because he needs him for something. Yeah. That was in, like, the, the plot description way back in early 2020. So that's not much of a spoiler, but so knowing that I'm hoping that it's something that either an old contact that Bond has, 
uh, is going to help Felix with this mission or a special skill set that Bond has. He's needed for some kind of really major thing. Mm-hmm. Not because there's a lot in the trailer. There's a lot of uh, Blofeld talking about like when her secret comes out, it'll be the end of you. All this Madeline stuff. And I, I don't want it to just be personal. I hope there's global stakes for the first time. In a Craig one. Mm-hmm. That's not a prediction. That's like a hope. <laughs> a hope. A hope. What do I hope of this movie? I hope that it's... Uh, well, I'm okay. I'm glad that it's, it's apparently very emotional. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that there will be more personal stuff. Like, I really enjoy that element of it. Fair enough. Uh, I'm looking forward to the humor, as has been mentioned. I feel like it's going to be a great kind of swan song because everyone knows it's Daniel Craig's last and it's just going to be, you know, all out on, on it. And I think, I think it's going to be just great that way. Yeah. Like I'm just really looking forward to seeing him do his thing. Yeah. They threw the kitchen sink at it apparently. So mm-hmm. who else has done five? So Connery's fifth was uh, you only live twice and Roger Moore's fifth was For Your Eyes Only. And that's my favorite of his. So, and I do like You Only Live Twice. You didn't like it. But it's definitely not Sean Connery's best. <laughs> I'm just, it's rare that the last one is the best one. Although I do love A View to a Kill. But Diamonds Are Forever is bad. I guess License to Kill is good. Mm-hmm. But Die Another Day Die certainly Die Another Day isn't. is great. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's fun, but it's not his best one. Hey, Lazenby's last is great. Yes, that's very true. (laughs) You can't, this isn't baseball. You can't look at trends and stats and try to predict something. Each movie is its own damn thing. (laughs) No, and and again, I don't, like it's, for most of them, they didn't know it would be the last, right? Like Brosnan and Roger Moore, I guess they probably knew. Brosnan didn't, Roger Moore, they knew. (laughs) Yeah, But yeah, yeah, Dalton, they didn't, Brosnan didn't, Connery did. I mean, Connery, his last one wasn't even supposed to happen. They basically just threw as much money as they could at him until he had to say yes to come back for one more. So this this one, the difference is that, so the only other time really was Roger Moore, that it was regular circumstances and they knew it would be his last. Yeah, and they had a guy lined up and yeah. Yeah, but that was the case of like, well, it has to be his last. Why are we even doing this last one probably, right? Like, Right. uh, where in this case, it's like, this is the last one, you know, it's not like Craig is like literally too old. Like he could probably still do more, but they just want, like, this is where it's going to yeah. end. Right. And it's for yeah, all the he, right reasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. And they all like, he, he's taken it. He's taken a personal responsibility to it. Like when you watch that being James, did you watch the being James Bond doc? I did not. Oh, buddy, do your fucking homework. <laughs> um, he uh he takes it very seriously like it's a it's an important legacy job like when he puts on that tux like he's a part what, what does he say like i'm a part of goldfinger now i'm a part of live and let die like he takes it very he's aware of the legacy and barbara and michael g wilson love him too and they they really are going to look fondly back on this era so they want to end it very well which is uh it's surprising how well it's being received because it's been delayed so many times and they've had two different, two or three different directors, multiple rewrites. Normally that is terrible for a movie. Normally, like yeah. I was worried we're going to get a goddamn suicide squad or, you know, Batman versus Ugh. Superman. Oh my God. Well, that's, you know, when, when the studio starts to meddle, although they don't really do that, they, they hire the people and then let them do their work. Luckily they, 
they're true professionals in that way. They hire the best people and then trust them to do it. They don't meddle like Warner Brothers does or Disney. But I was a little worried about that, but it doesn't seem like that has happened. That's good. Because I, I, like, if it was like a Suicide Squad situation, I like RIP Bond. It doesn't matter if he dies or not. I think Bond would die. Oh, yeah. That would be... Especially if it is like that, I don't want to start talking about fucking the DCEU, but where mm-hmm. every one of those, you can tell that the ingredients are good. You just got scared and edited into a piece of shit that you thought would be a crowd yeah. pleaser. Like there's good movies there. There's great, you know, great shots and some good lines and good actors. But what what are you mm-hmm. doing? Why did you edit it into this mess? <laughs> Literally that Suicide Squad one with Will Smith and all that. uh it's probably the worst movie I've seen in theaters. <laughs> like, really? like the worst experience where I was there and I was like, like I, I didn't study film. I don't know stuff and I can see through, like, it's just like, you know, I, I don't often, I'm, I'm a weird movie snob in that I love most movies. Like I, I it's really hard for me to say that was terrible and has no value. And I didn't do it with suicide squad, but I did just, we just watched a movie about Bowie that is on Crave, and it was so goddamn bad. It, it has to be really bad for me to say. And I love David Bowie and Mark Maron's in it, and I freaking love Mark Maron. But it was so goddamn bad. Uh, I don't know what my point is, but it, it has to be really bad for me to go there. And I, I, I don't yeah. know. I like some parts of Suicide Squad, but man, it's bad. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, I still watched it, and I still. I'm not saying it had no value at all, but like, it was just like jarring to me like i never had that experience before with that yeah what are you thinking anyway we're not going to get that with this one there's just no way (laughs) (laughs) no 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 i think yeah it's weird because we've avoided most spoilers and like you said there's a lot of praise for it and there's also been some people saying it's not good Um, most like i saw rotten tomatoes it's like 95 percent audience and uh 88% critics which is I hate I fucking hate rotten tomatoes but that's very good <laughs> like okay, okay. I, there are movies I like that are both below 50 I don't really trust rotten tomatoes it's uh what do you it's a composite of all of the critics together and I don't like critics much but <laughs> there is something to it like yeah I can't always ignore that formula that critics use I often find that some movies that get really uh, get a bad rep, like some of the ones in the DCEU. Like, they're, they're just not fans, and they go in wanting to hate it. Like, there are some corrupt critics. But anyway, all that aside. Oh, for sure. This one's being received very well by uh, casual viewers and critics, which I love. Some The people who aren't mm-hmm. liking it are the hardcore supposed Bond experts who never got rid of their heart on for Roger Moore. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So <laughs> that's my, that's yeah. my impression. Like they're always hard on Daniel Craig. Like the hate for Daniel Craig is pretty real. There's some for that's unwarranted, I think towards Brazi as well. It makes a bit more sense, but never hate. Like his movies aren't as like clearly good, but there's like, he loved playing the part and they're so fun. Like there's, there's something to love in all of these freaking things. Yeah. Like, I can maybe see it if you grew up with Roger Moore and then things changed and that's jarring to you. But if that's the case, it's been a while now, so get over it. But I see it more like this is, it's like charcuterie, right? There's lots of different cheeses and meats or whatever, uh, and they all are different. And you might like some more than others, but they're all 
just cheese. Just eat the cheese. Yeah, and man. if you enjoy and it. Worst worst case scenario, if there's one that's just too strong for you, don't fucking eat it. Chill out. Go back to the other yeah. ones. There's 25 yeah. of like, them. Yeah, 25 different cheeses and meats, man. To me, <laughs> you can make a it, sandwich. Exactly. That's a great analogy. To me, it reeks of people who just refuse to friggin' grow up. Like, or hmm. I don't know. It's that. They're probably, maybe they're not American. I don't know. But like Western cinema, unlike, well, where you are, Polish cinema, Middle East cinema, uh, Egyptian, uh, certainly French cinema, there's asshole characters, just bad characters. And uh, like a frequent complaint of those indie films is there's no likable characters. But who the hell cares? It's not, not everybody is likable. Like, I don't know. It seems like such a wide part of the film audience needs to just have, like, they want escapism only. And they don't like that Craig is serious or kind of broody or whatever. But mm-hmm. the dude is a fucking killer and has a heart. Like, it, of course he's going to be broody. He's not a psychopath. It would take a toll on you. I, I don't know. It drives yeah. me crazy when people can't face serious things or emotional things. It makes sense for the character. Like, if, if people think they, like, just want to be James Bond and think he's the coolest and all that, then maybe you don't like Craig because it's like, oh, yeah, there's flaws. But, like, yeah, like you said, that's just, like, pure escapism. Like, you got to eat your vegetables. Yeah, go there, there are other series for that. If all you want is fast cars, pretty women, and whatever. Like, Craig is very, I know you haven't read any of the books yet, but Craig is loyal to, the, to Fleming. Like, he mm-hmm. is a... Bond is a deep, pensive, thoughtful character. And, uh, yeah, he brings that out. I don't know why so many in our fandom reject that. I guess just, again, because they they grew up with Baraji and they love the fun time so much. Yeah. And, and again, maybe, you know, it's a vocal minority kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like, like it's true in so many things. Like, um, Like, I follow, like subreddits for games I play and sometimes it seems like everyone's just complaining but the thing to remember in those cases is like the people who are like enjoying the game or the films or whatever they're just <laughs> playing the game or watching the movie they're not like complaining on the internet right it's they're just so having fun. true <laughs> oh god that's a whole other podcast to go on about the friggin yeah. people who take the time to comment like well that's what bugs me and what makes me sad about this uh, Twitter bond community. I found, I've finally found the dark corner of it. I like the internet is terrible and it's vile and people, you know, you don't have the, the cue across from you of the, the human not liking what you're saying. So you never adjust your tone and it can get really bad. But in the bond community, I have found it's usually civil. Like Mm -hmm. we're gentlemanly about our disagreements about which one's the best. And it's just fun. But there are people who like, they're using that same stupid soy boy nonsense, like attacks for liking certain things. Like, like just chill out a little bit, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Why can't we just smile and disagree? Like, are people so goddamn insecure? <laughs> Again, like if it's a bunch of cheese, you're not going to be mad that someone doesn't like the blue cheese that you like or something. Or I think you would. <laughs> you know. And this, this free climate <laughs> that we're in, if somebody doesn't agree with everything that you agree with, it's go on the attack, even if it's your favorite type of cheese. <laughs> you don't like this cheese? What are you, an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> you libtard. Oh <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's vile. I, as you know, I go down the the rabbit hole of 
comments on Instagram and whatnot, and it's just terrible. It makes you yeah. think very poorly of the human race. But to your point, it's just a loud minority. Yes, exactly. There's lots of quiet people enjoying things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm not going to be one of those people in a few hours. I'm going to be loudly enjoying a thing. <laughs> I'll probably quietly enjoy it, but then I'll be loud talking about it with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, to say I'm excited is an understatement. It's kind of overwhelming. I'm not like, I don't know, I, I'm totally calm. It's, it's happening. After all yeah. these delays and disappointments, here we are. There's just so much anticipation that it just, now it's just going to happen. I just, uh, man, even like the next comparison, and I wasn't excited at all for this, the, the last Star Wars movie, since you, you know, I'm pretty sure I've said it on this mm -hmm. podcast, how disappointed I was in all of those, but I always got excited right before going to see it. Cause at the very least, I'm going to hear the main title theme to Star Wars. And I'm going to see a long time ago in a galaxy far, yeah, far yeah. away and a scroll and, we're just lucky to get that in the theater. It's history. There's a legacy there. So when I hear the Bond music and see the freaking gun barrel go by and Craig turn and shoot me, like, I'll be happy. All I need is that. And that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Well, we'll be back when we actually see this movie. That's right. Uh, oh, and we should say, uh, watch the movie first because there will be spoilers. Like, yes. This is not a spoiler-free podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> when we come back you can listen up to this point but now you also go watch it and then come back and listen to our breakdown yes go watch it all right enjoy everybody we'll talk to you soon see you soon beautiful into this we're back we're uh we're back unlike some other characters <laughs> plural although uh did you stay for the credits i did not no so no. It, it did say at the end james bond will return okay that's a big i mean that's jumping right at the end obviously yeah, yeah. but a big topic we're going to talk about is the future well, how the fuck can you not <laughs> Like we said, right as the intro, intro uh, ended, spoiler alert. Very, very much spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do not keep listening. Uh, yeah, well, that's the elephant in the room, obviously. there's And my only problem, so I've seen this twice now. You just saw it the one time last night. Uh, when I first left, I forgot so much of what happened, as I always do the first time I watch them. But this one in particular... Mm -hmm. I had a few drinks, obviously the excitement was crazy, and then the shock, of course, multiple shocks. Uh, it made me forget a lot of all the other awesome that happened. But uh, So I had to see it a second time. Anyway, the, uh, the second time, a bunch of people waited till the end, and I was like, holy fuck, they didn't marvel something, right? Like, he doesn't 
crawl away from the rubble and like or like in the dark knight rises how he didn't actually die he just went into hiding somewhere anyway no he he did they'll just reboot it again <laughs> yeah yeah so i guess yeah elephant in the room let's just do that right away so big spoiler james bond dies at the end yeah the and- question now <laughs> is what 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 do they do next i so i saw um the actor who plays Q has fulfilled his contract and thinks it's like he's not doing anymore. Mm-hmm. So that puts in my head that, you know, Ralph Fiennes, Naomi Watts, you know, they're Rafe, all done. And it's, Rafe said yeah, he would over. like to continue it. Similar to how uh, Judy Dench, she, she started in the whole reboot, right? She was Pierce's M. That's true. And then they reboot with Casino Royale and she was still M. So Rafe could stick around. And he, he said that he wanted to. And uh, I think that would be a smart choice. Maybe redo Money Penny because she's got that chemistry with Craig, although that wasn't necessarily here in this one. Uh, and Q, that's that's all fine. But I think they should keep Ray Fines. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So, but I was, Cloudy and I were talking about this a bit last night. Like, what what do they do now? Do you, is it just? New James Bond well, total reboot again? Yeah. Or do they spin off with other 007 or what's happening? Uh, no, just another entire reboot, which really fucks with the fun that we've had with our whole chronology thing, trying to shoehorn Daniel Craig into this chronology. Because that would mean, <laughs> well, two things. We would have to pretend that he's just completely over Tracy and his first love Vesper is the one that stuck, not really Tracy. Like that was a blip in that he didn't even mention her to his new love because Tracy's not in the Craig era whatsoever because it's a separate whole, like he, that's in reality, a five film arc. You can't shoot yeah. in all the, like that's how it actually is. But if we're having fun with our imagination here, we might be able to pretend that he's just over Tracy and Vesper was the first love, the one that stuck. And uh, in that case, yeah, it's just done. These are the first 25 movies, and it's a reboot coming up. But what it actually is, is there was the first 20, and then the Craig era was a separate arc, which, you know, I'm not unhappy with, actually. It was a great ending to it. It's definitely tied up better than it would have been with Spectre. So, <sighs> in, 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 in that vein... Were each of the other Bonds their own separate arc or very much it's, one long? That had never even really been discussed. Like, the, it's a serial. It was never it's, relevant, it, I guess. No, yeah. it's just another Bond adventure. It didn't really matter. Like, it it sort of was a continuous story because he would refer back to Tracy or other missions on occasion. Like the Connery era, they referred to Dr. No and From Russia with Love and they might mention Goldfinger and whatever. Like, it, there's a loose through line. Right up until, yeah, the reboot with Craig in Casino Royale, because that was his first mission. And I liked to look at that more of a prequel rather than a reboot, just with the the era, the time not actually making sense. It's a prequel, even though it takes place in 2006. That's how I like to look. Yeah, yeah. But but with how the arc went, there's like, you can't, you can't think and, of Well, it you like can that. if it's still the way we did it, Casino Quantum. Then all the other movies, Skyfall Spectre, 
and now no time to die. And then it's done. Yeah. I just, you know how I was saying, and I totally regret it after the fucking shock of actually seeing it happen. I was saying, I kind of want him to die, but I only do in the world where they hang up the hat in money Penny's office for good and not come back. Like if it was done, done, I would be really happy. That's crazy that you were saying that it seemed so out there when you were saying like, Oh, I hope like actually kind of hope he dies. I was like, there's no way like, I know, but then he did. And how did that not get spoiled too? That's crazy. And crazier than him uh, dying, not getting spoiled is that he has a fucking kid. Like that's a huge twist that I didn't, when when that happened, Oh my God. Anyway, well, well, what I was going to say before we started recording, if we just kind of ramble emotionally here for an hour, we could always, eventually watch it again and do our proper actual breakthrough of the movie if we don't get to it because neither of us like obviously took a bunch of notes or anything so this won't be a usual uh movie breakdown episode uh, for obvious reasons yeah yeah at the same time we'll probably still hit a lot of the same points we normally would because that's that's just how you talk about these movies for sure all right so we we covered the elephant in the room let's try to stick to our format a little bit what was your were you just in shock since we normally say how was your what was your first feeling (laughs) yeah like i don't know that it was coming out of the theater it was like man that was a long time to sit in a movie theater after not sitting in a theater for a long time you know (laughs) yeah like did it feel long to you not until the end and i again i don't think the movie felt long it was like why yeah i'm just sitting still in this confined like public space for too long okay you might enjoy Uh, it at home more i'm there is a pretty big consensus among the community that uh this like and i agree with this the second viewing hit at home like i now i won't revisit it like i do skyfall because it's just so sad a couple of like it's just too much too emotion it's similar to how i don't go back to casino royale as often because it's just more dramatic. It's not as fun, but it's fucking good and like solid, more solid than it's his second most solid next to Casino Royale. Like Skyfall, you got to suspend disbelief a little bit. And I, I didn't think it did mm-hmm. the first time through, but second time watching it, it made complete sense. The plot was valid and all the action was plot driven and the deaths actually made sense. It wasn't just for shock value. So. You might enjoy it more at home second time when you're not, you know, yeah, unprepared and like looking for things and all that. Yeah. Oh, I, I had like this weird sense of anxiety because I was in this movie theater and I was like, now I just have to sit here and watch this, this movie. And it's like important that I like, you know, cause of like, I don't know if I would have felt as anxious if we didn't have this podcast as well. Oh right? shit, man. Like, you shouldn't have felt that. I had no, no, no. But it was. It was okay because I did. I just it was a great movie and it was a great time. Still. Wasn't it just so fucking good though, man? He's it was, and he's in top form. Like so many, <laughs> I'll talk about this again. I think I talked about it in the intro. I uh, now that we finally hit this point, I do have fatigue, but not of the movies. I want to go back. I'll watch them again and any of them today. But this freaking community who's so divided and like shitting on this movie. And I saw one guy who would rather watch Octopussy 24 times in a row than watch this again. Like, so you just, is it that you don't oh want my a God. <laughs> good movie? You don't like, is it because it's dramatic that like Jesse's thing about movies that take themselves seriously? Like, would he hate this movie? Possibly. Mm. Like, but he's not even a super fan. I, I don't get the hate for Craig's era. Like, is it that? They're so jaded. They don't like a flawed character, like a 
the hate that he doesn't love to work for MI6. But like in License to Kill, which they all fucking love, he abandoned MI6 to go avenge Felix. Uh, There's several movies where he goes rogue. I don't know. It really bugs me. I'm a little... I need to distance myself from these guys (laughs) once we're done this thing. I don't get the hate. Yeah, it's just... I, I like when you put it in the terms of like, it should all be about love, right? Like you don't have to like or agree with everything, but like when you start to just actively hate things yeah, because like, you love them basically is just, I will never see yeah. this one again. Henry Cavill and bond 26 can't come fast enough. I'm like, what dude, you're not a fan. Like <laughs> there was one guy who said I didn't even make it. This was an actual critic said I didn't even make it through the pre-title sequence. I left 15 minutes in. It was complete garbage, horribly oh, directed. I'm like, you were never going to like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just like, this is what I wanted to feel about it. So I didn't even let it try and, you Oh my know. God. Yeah, on Twitter, somebody responded to him like, this asshole, he went to like the nice theater in uh, somewhere in Europe. He's like, he paid 30 euros, took time out of his day to drive to the cinema, paid all that money just for this tweet. Like he knew he was going to leave. He just did it to get these clicks to be controversial. Yeah. So yeah, I like this one is objectively a great movie and ever like all the critics and people who aren't bond fans, it's similar to skyfall and casino non bond fans are going to see it and really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause I went with Claudia and like we were saying in the intro, uh, she hasn't really seen a whole bond movie uh, before. And she liked it a lot more than she thought she would. Yeah. As someone who total casual. And I don't think it's super necessary. I've been telling everybody, make sure you see Spectre because it's basically a direct sequel, but they do a pretty good job. Like with the flashback of like, you could go in, okay, this is Bond's girlfriend and that's all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was asking Claudia, like, was any of this confusing? Like, cause there was references to stuff that you didn't know about. And she was like, yeah, I wondered a bit about like Vesper, sure. but I just figured it was someone he loved and she died. And that's all you really need to know yeah, in terms yeah. of this movie. Exactly. All right. What did you think of the, uh, lengthy, I think it might be the second longest, maybe even the longest pre-title sequence. It's like 20 some minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I like it's long enough that you're kind of like, forget that it's a pre-title sequence. Right, right. You're like, when it goes to the credits, you're like, oh yeah, I forgot we didn't We're watching a Bond yet. movie. I forgot. Not this <laughs> yeah, crazy yeah. dramatic. Yeah. Oh wait, um, right from the get-go, you know how I was saying in the intro, the how at the very least I'm going to see a gun barrel. It's the first, it was a bit more creative how they had the universal globe turn into the, the site. Did you notice that? They did like the, so they did the MGM lion and then the universal pictures came out and it's, you know, the universal pictures logo. It's like, it's the globe with universal going around it. It was black and Mm -hmm. white instead of the normal colored, uh, like blue earth or whatever. And if it was white and then it faded it just into the circle as the bond music kicked in and it turned into the, the gun barrel. And then when they, when it, uh, turned into the shot like the helicopter the bird's eye view shot of the snow you kind of came in through the gun barrel yeah i noticed that and it reminded me of i forget which movie it was but where we go through the gun barrel and you really hated it right because it was cheesy no that was when the bullet the cg bullet came at the screen that i hated and die another day oh yeah 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 okay (laughs) this one i didn't hate quite as much or at all actually i just creative Yeah. yeah There's a lot of cool little creative things like that, including, I'll I'll jump ahead just for a second, but when they do transition into the titles, 
was really they did the little Doctor No nod. I don't know if you remember that, but the Doctor No title no. sequence was just all those dots. It was it looked exactly like Doctor No at the start when it showed the uh, oh, when it showed okay. the title No Time to Die. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, lots of Doctor No nods. So there were rumors. You know how they brought back Spectre, Inspector, obviously, in Blofeld. A lot of people thought that this was going to be Dr. No, because it's on an island, and there's some uh, Asiatic things happening, and it's he kind of looks like him a little bit. He was wearing similar clothes, Safin and Dr. Yeah. No. Yeah. Turned out he wasn't, happily. Like, they thought, you know how um, Blofeld and Spectre was like, I don't go by Oberon, whatever the hell his name was. I took my mother's name, Ernst Stavro Blofeld or whatever. People thought that there was going to be a moment where Safin's like, now they call me Dr. No or something like that. <laughs> that would have been cringy. Yes. Yeah, Very glad that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like the little horror movie element? Him just stalking around the house and... Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. And the, yeah, the transition there with all that... And the transition out of that, where she comes up from the water, was yeah, really yeah. cool. It's really weird how he, it looks like he was just fucking with her when she fell through the ice and was shooting at her, yeah. but he's actually trying to save her, but like he could have shot her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. and I mean, there's not very, like you said, the tots, the, <clears throat> the plot's very tight. Yeah. Not the tots very plight, but. Um, <laughs> Accidental spoonerism. <laughs> the plight of the tot. Uh, so. The, t- the plot is tight, but I like the weird thing in the pre-title here is that uh, dear Safin is, is exactly as old as he is 20 plus years later. Well, we don't he know. He could be like 18 under that thing. I was thinking that too. He doesn't look appropriately older than her, but he could even be a teenager. Yeah. Because we never see his, we just see his scarred face. Yeah. Because yeah, he, he was a boy when his family was poisoned and killed. Mm-hmm. And it was, it didn't seem like it was that long ago when it happened. Like in the pre-title, he said, your father killed my, there's some reference to a time, timeline, I think. Like it was a matter, it was less than 10 years ago. So he was probably around 20 in the pre-title and maybe 40, a good, yeah. A, like, yeah, I agree that the age thing is a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it creepy a bit how he loves, I mean, it's, yeah, getting ahead of ourselves in a way, but he like, quote unquote, loves Madeline, but he's like, you know, he almost killed her when she was like nine or 10 or whatever. Just, yeah. Very much decided not to, man, that, that shot was awesome when she shot the hell out of him and he just sort of went rigid and fell off the balcony. Tough sons of bitches. Yeah. Isn't it? Tough people who get shot a lot and still manage to get up and walk around in this movie. <laughs> Including yes. Bond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Including Bond. Oh, man. Anyway. But yeah, just the... So after, that could have been the pre-title right there. Pull her out. Or then the oh, scene yeah. in Italy. Wherever they... I didn't catch what part of Italy they were in. Wherever Vesper's it's, buried. It's um, Matera, I think, okay. is the name of the region. That could have been... And that's what I thought the pre-title was going to be. Like, all the trailers showed a lot of that stuff. You know, him jumping off the bridge and the big dirt bike jump yeah. and all of that. I thought that was just going to be the pre-title and it could have been, but we had two <laughs> very much like, uh, the world. I don't know if you'll remember this, but the world is not enough had two. like he was in a bank getting money back for M's friend. And there's an action scene there. And then he goes back to the UK, back to London and MI6 That's is blown right, up. And then there's yeah. a big boat chase. 
Yeah, that was the other longest pre-title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah this one is. Exactly. Yeah, and it was so, yeah, so long, so drawn out. So many things happened in it. Because then in Italy, they, like, are, like, arriving there or whatever. And they have, like, the hotel. And then they he goes to the grave and then there's a whole action scene with multiple chases and on their way in drive faster james we don't need to go faster we have all the time in the world i'm like oh fuck (laughs) when he said we have all the time in the world i thought she well no i because of the trailers i knew she didn't die but again so so that's a thing where like that's for bond fans because that's a reference to majesties right yeah 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 well and the song in the end that's yeah um when Tracy's dying or died and Bond's holding her at the end, he said, no worries. We have all the time in the world or something like that. And then the song played. Okay. Yeah. 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 Time was definitely a big, uh, it's not just in the title. That is a mm-hmm. thing that's used throughout the movie a lot, but yeah, the, um, Vesper's grave blows up. He's a tough son of a bitch in this one. He gets blown up and then it looks like he got shot when he was on the bridge in the arm, but I think his jacket just got shot before he did the big jump off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I alluded to it earlier, and this is like one of my favorite parts of it on the second watch, realizing how not boring and plot driven all the action is like that little chase and they make it just more intense, like when he jumped behind that rock, when the freaking car almost runs him over yeah, on the bridge and then hops the bridge, off. The, yeah. yeah. And, uh, he had a quick fight with the, with the Cyclops guy to take his bike when he said, mm-hmm. Blofeld sends his regards or whatever. Uh, like that fight was awesome. The whole, I mean, then obviously the DB five getting shot to hell and it almost looks like he's going to give up. It's so goddamn intense. Like, yeah, is is that what people hate? Is that what Roger Moore fans hate? That he's actually pensive a little bit and like, is it worth it? Am I done? Did she betray me? Like he's having all these thoughts and then still fucking kicks ass and escapes. How could you not love that? I know. Yeah. It's like, so, so like, and you know, I love the action scenes when there's like, not gimmicks, but like, yeah, like kind of puzzles to it or like there's clear reasons for different things happening and like, Oh, that's cool. Didn't think of that. Uh, I don't really care about like the ballet of, you know, choreographed fighting sure. uh, on its own. Uh, so yeah, like when there's that scene where they're just getting shot at in the car for so long and he's just doing nothing about it and it just keeps going, keeps going. And she's just freaking the hell out. It's like, what? Like, cause you're sitting there and you're like, what is going through his head? Cause he's yeah, just yeah. sitting there and you're like, what's going to happen? Like if. If you don't want this all the time, go back and watch Octopussy or whatever. But, like, I can't imagine not thinking that that's good. It's like these people who don't like that just hate dramas. And I bet you they haven't seen an Oscar movie in decades. Like, they just don't like good movies. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if this one gets a nod, to be honest, like in the award season. Mm. But, yeah, he. It, but there's also stuff for those people because before they got trapped there, he used the uh, – the little bombs. Like he was using all the gadgets yeah. on the DB five. He was playing Mario Kart. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Yeah. It was such good action. And then, yeah, the mini guns, a donut with the smoke. Like, and it was yeah. just beautifully choreographed. The cinematography was so great that bird's eye view shot, man, 
so many money shots in the pre-title sequence. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And just a beautiful location for all that too. With like the bridge was amazing and like the motorbike through like the stairs and mm-hmm. everything like yeah, that. Yeah, what a shot. It's just great. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, the song finally uh, did it for me. I didn't like it before, but it sure fit. Well, the line just before the song comes in that he says is, um, you'll never see me again, right? Yeah. And that that moment, at the moment, and thinking about it again afterwards, it's, it, that's like Craig talking to the audience as well, oh, right? Oh, wow, yeah. Getting you prepared for it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so the song worked for you this time? Uh, compared to when I had just heard it. Like when it came out, I was like, ah, oh, another sad yeah. bastard one. But it obviously it fits the friggin' theme of this movie. And yeah. I, you know how I always love when they put it into the score. It came up several times when he and Madeline yes. had a moment, which I liked. The score in general was fucking awesome. But yeah, the, the title sequence was really good. I'm trying to, the DNA thing I remember. But oh, the whole motif of the DB5 slowly like falling down. Like... A lot of hints that this is it, that he's going to die. Like the mm-hmm. DB5 is dead and it's slowly falling down into that time or what do they call it? An hourglass. How it all, he's walking up to it and yeah. they all turn to sand and fall through. Yeah. I loved the first half of the pre-title se- or sorry, of the credits, the title sequence. And then the second half, they did the thing again where they allude to the past and all of that mm-hmm. with like the. I would have to watch it again, I think, to get all the. references yeah Yeah. but it was very cool so watching it at three o'clock in the afternoon with just by myself with only about 15 other people in the theater i caught a lot more than i did opening night in my like (laughs) i wore like my vest and a nice shirt and i snuck like a fucking eight ounce martini and a mason mason jar in (laughs) 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 that i like i stress great i stress drank it i think it was gone before the friggin' title sequence. So I may not have been entirely sober. (laughs) That's Uh, that's great though. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Um, But yeah, I picked up on a lot more of that in the afternoon. So you actually, you just, you said you liked the score in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, there's a healthy dose of the bond theme, which I love whenever he was driving like when he came back to London finally, and he's driving the Aston Martin from the living daylights. I forget the name of it. You know, the one that was in the garage where he did the big epic, pulled the blanket off it. He was driving yeah, that when, so. when he got out and did the money shot from the original trailer. When he buttons his jacket up when he's outside of MI6. Mm. The score at that part was really awesome. There's a lot of really long, epic pieces because there's so many establishing shots in this. Like There's a lot of beautiful yeah. location shooting and stuff, establishing shots to really good music. In Norway, the score was awesome. Yeah. So my thoughts on the on the score to be a little contrarian about it. Sure. So it was Hans Zimmer. I don't mm-hmm. know if you caught that. Yeah. Uh, who is, you know, big, famous, one of the biggest uh, score composers yeah. probably in the world for movies. I think the thing I found with the score was that, you know, Hans Zimmer is almost so successful that his style has become a bit cliche in a way. Like John Williams. Like it's very much... Yeah, like John Williams, exactly. Yeah. So it's just like, it kind of just sounded in that way a bit too much like other movies. I can like, see that. I, I, th- I think it was good, but there were some moments where I was like, this is nice, but it like, it, rem- it makes me feel more like I'm watching Batman. Uh, yeah, or whatever. like some other, yeah. yeah, Gladiator, I don't know, like yeah, just some other so, big box office movie that's not Bond. 
that's exactly that's funny because that's how I felt Friday night. And I was like, did they even do the Bond theme? So I was looking for it when I watched it the second time. I'm like, okay, no, there it is. There's yeah. a lot of little Bond motifs. So I liked it more the second mm-hmm. time through. Yeah, it, it probably. I think I think it's good, but yeah. it, it's just it's an interesting connection to make. Right. Because it, it's I think it's true in uh, some ways the tone overall is also kind of more connected to general big movies these days. Yeah, I suppose. There were several shots and action scenes, especially at the end, that were very Marvel-esque. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the big shot right at the end of him standing on the thing looking out of the ocean. It oh, just man. He looked like fucking Thor up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like... But so, so much, so much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what um, happens after the pre-title? That's when they rob the uh, when Spectre agents rob steal the bio weapon. Man, the yeah. Uh, so yeah. the the plot of this one, which I also loved, was very much like one of the old ones. Like there's a thing that someone steals and they think that it's someone else. Normally it'd be Russia or something, but they think it's Spectre, but Safin has actually infiltrated Spectre to take it himself. And then yeah. it's just lost out there. Nobody like it's, it's similar to one of the old plots, like, you know, a device of ours was stolen, a sub or whatever, a nuclear, you know, some kind of computer chip yeah. that controls, whatever was stolen and they think it's someone else. So we spend an hour hour and a half find, finding that person. Then we find out it's not actually them. It's a different person who has it. Now we got to go after them. Very similar. Yeah. And it's like an extra layer on it too, because it's Spectre yes. who is the, the one that gets duped in this situation. Yeah. It's so great. Which, so that really, all of that was lost on me the first time, but it all made sense. Because, you know, as I've said several times, one of the reasons I watch these so many times is because I'm just so distracted by all the beauty and whatnot the first time that yeah. I miss a lot of plot. But all of that did in the end add up. Like the, what was his name? The the Russian defector. The Russian, yeah. Who was a hilarious character. Oh, a, yeah, let's just talk about him right quick. Sure. He, he's one of the... I, I can't say that I have I can't say I have qualms necessarily with parts of this movie, but some stuff I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to I have to fit it in like sure. somehow like that's fair. His character uh, Safin or whoever is calling him right when he, at the beginning yeah. where they're stealing the the thing and he's like his, his cover up for this phone call is mm, yes yes I, I love- like animals oh goodbye <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's such an that's, oddball that's like it's like. 11 year old boy humor <laughs> you know yeah like, i guess he's such a comic relief like such a like even at the end where they're dragging him around 007 is yeah and he's just doing silly comments and there's like like literally man like there's a whole like global stakes like people have guns and stuff and you're just making silly jokes trying to like we're gonna fall back know. on the thing we always do with the villains and people like this he's fucking insane and he's probably been in a lab his entire life. He's just nuts because he was a Russian defector, right? So he's just fucking bonkers <laughs> and has no skin, yeah. no idea what he's really doing. I quite liked the character. I mean, he, he would have to. I, I, I think he's funny and it's, it reminded me of Goldeneye a lot. Yeah, he's Boris. Uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a big reference for sure. Me too. And, and, I, and I like it, but it's, it's just, it's such a pendulum swing to have the most personal emotional like bond has a kid and dies and all of this stuff and then like russian guys like i love animals but I, like <laughs> i think it's necessary otherwise it's that's the shit that people are complaining about if it's all dark like i i'm glad that there's a bit of humor like all, even 
I don't want to start talking about him yet. I'll cry, but the Felix stuff and uh, oh. the the uh, other American agent there, Pan- Panoma or whatever her name was, all the Cuba stuff was super light compared to the rest. Like it took took a turn after that, like after Felix died, I guess. Um, I think it's really necessary to have that stuff. I see how it's jarring because it's otherwise so serious. Mm-hmm. But if it was nothing but serious all the time, I don't know that I would go back as often. Like I'll look forward to seeing that character again. It helps yeah. lighten it up a little bit. I, maybe on another viewing, it would be, uh, yeah, like less you said, less jarring. Because yeah, yeah. it feels like it's just like, <laughs> you know, they. it's like a painting where they had a black and a white and they didn't blend the white in properly, yeah, right? Sure. If that makes sense. Think, like it's a, a bit too uh, pop, mm, pops too much. It didn't happen for me. Maybe I was, I don't know, blinded by, we'll see. Like if you saw it again, yeah. maybe it won't be as jarring, but like sw- swallowing the USB stick. And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I found it pretty fucking funny. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm criticizing it a bit, but I did like it. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm just, you know, you got to have some, something to critique. <laughs> For sure. Uh, well, I didn't like the, uh, it was a little too modern mission impossible although they always are, I guess it just looked particularly sci-fi like with their magnet equipment and oh. <laughs> like all yeah. it was a little too oh, hokey i guess but uh, maybe that shit even exists i don't know it just it looked too hey we're trying to look new and cool yeah and it's like such a gimmick of like oh we have this specific tool for the specific part of the mission and it's like it's like very very specific well it which it i looks, guess is what you would do uh, exactly i thought it annoyed me the first time and then the second time i'm like damn they had a plan because that device yeah. that they dropped through the elevator shaft was half unleashed uh releasing those magnets and the other half it was a bomb to blow a hole in the floor to get into the yeah. subway like they yeah they had this well thought out <laughs> it's very very specific yeah and i didn't so all of those guys even the cyclops guy were still working for specter at that point they had no idea that the scientist they thought the scientist was working for specter not for Safin. you mean like the audience thought so no the soldiers who went in to steal it the, the so I mean we don't know f- we don't know for sure right we no, don't I, know who was all in on it because we know Cyclops was in on the Saf and stuff and he, he got high I only caught this on the second viewing he got he flipped like halfway through the the CIA or not the CIA this the the State Department Turner guy um, Ash he recruited yeah. him after Cuba to work for Safin. he was Specter's uh, guy because he was in. He was in Italy at the start, five years before, like when Safin had nothing to do with it. That was all Blofeld. He was working for Spectre. I see. Yeah, because he, he was Blofeld's eye. Yeah. Literally, literally. Yeah, exactly. That was crazy, too. Huh, okay. Anyway, so they're all still working for Spectre. Steal it for Spectre. And then that's when we see MI6 and then finally Bond. Yeah, they, they discuss the stolen weapon. With M and Money Penny, and then Bond in Jamaica, and Felix recruits him to help get this scientist back. Which, you yeah. know, how I was saying, I really hope it's that they bring him out of retirement for something only he can do. I don't really understand why Felix couldn't have gone with uh, Pomona or whatever her name was to try to get the scientist back. Why did they need James that bad? Well, I don't know because I only trust you. We for needed this, a brother. new Bond movie. I guess so. 
Man, all right. Well, yeah. let's talk about him a little bit. He, this is definitely. I love Jeffrey Wright in Casino, and he's not in Quantum much, but I love him in that. But man, he's awesome in this. He's so goddamn cool. With his yeah, yeah, big beard, bald, that big friggin' cigar, yeah. and uh, like I love his Felix, but they don't. They never seemed like they were good friends yet. But this one, you feel like they've done a bunch of missions together. They have a big history. They, yeah. you know, Felix had even heard about his breakup with Madeline and shit. And what, what the hell yeah, is that? Like, uh, it feels like they have alluded to the fact that there's time in between movies more so in this one than, than any other one, right? Like yeah. time has passed. I mean, I mean, we got five years later and all this stuff. So of course time has passed, but it's, it's more obvious in the relationships as well. For sure. For sure. I don't know what the hell I meant to look it up after the movie yesterday what game were they playing they were like betting with quarters <laughs> did you so uh have you seen squid game yet no this new no there's um they play like in that they play a marbles game where they're you bet basically how many marbles are in the other person's hand okay so, so you, similar to you, that. you bet two or three so it seemed like almost exactly that which is really funny because squid game's huge right now and that's great this movie just came oh, out as well that's, that's lovely that's great uh yeah, I loved all of that. Oh my god, he was so funny talking about that Ash guy. He's like, "Oh, where did you get the Book of Mormon from?" He, yeah. <laughs> he smiles too much. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's gonna be bad. Yeah, you just knew that guy was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I loved all that stuff. The the colors in that bar were super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, anything with it was just so I don't know. There's more character development again in this one. Like Bond talks. Yeah. So was it Spectre that you were like, I can't believe how much Daniel Craig is talking. He talks a lot in this one. He's so yeah, yeah. passionate often and nice. It's he's like, finally especially nice. Especially him and Madeline. Yeah. Yeah. Well. He's like sweet sometimes. And man, yeah. they, they flip the formula with a lot of things. Like when, uh, when we first meet, uh, was it Naomi? The new 007? Nomi. Nomi. Um, yeah. which was hilarious how she is like everybody who wants a female James Bond movie. There it was. Cause she was bond like fucked with the person's car and goes into his hotel. Like, Oh, is that the bedroom goes right into the bedroom, but then they don't sleep together. Yeah, yeah. Like that is exactly what bond would have done. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that. And then, uh, yeah, she was great. But when we finally meet, uh, Anna Diarmas' character, Pomona, P- whatever. They have that amazing action scene and all that. But then in a traditional movie, he would have then slept with her and she would have died. But instead, he just smiles, shakes her hands, and says, you were excellent. See you later. Like, yeah. all, all oh, respect. Man. Like, Yeah. Yeah, because at, fir- at first it seems like she's going to, you know, there's some jokes about how she trained for like two <laughs> weeks for this. And yeah, stuff. yeah. And it seems like she's going to fumble it and be like, you know, like a good night or some other yeah. quote unquote ditzy exactly. bl- Bond girl. But it just flips on her head. Like she does great. She uses a gun well and protects Fucking herself a, man. and Bond. Oh, and, it, that, oh. I know that you're not big into like the ballet choreography, but their action scene is amazing. When he, he tosses her the machine gun and she takes out a few people, she, it's very specific. She runs out of ammo and she's like sneaking around, uh, tracking these three guys who are chasing Bond and comes out and takes out those three armed guys with her crazy kung fu moves and then steals one of their pistols and does like yeah. the little the Homer Simpson dance on the ground to shoot all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> Homer Simpson dance. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, yeah, and she, then even at the end, she crashes into the scaffolding and steals the... 
Which, Steals okay, the- yeah, did you like the fact that Bond was kind of actively against 007 in this? Well, like, only for, yeah, he was really, because, the- so again, this made more sense on the second viewing. He, so when he first meets Felix and Ash, he, uh, they slide this picture towards him. Now you're going to tell me you don't know who this is. Yeah, I don't know who this is. It turned out he did know. He helped this guy defect. He knew what was going on, and he knew that M was doing something wrong at that point. The audience doesn't know, but Bond knew. So he was actively, he would rather help the CIA at this point because he knows what's out there. He knows that this guy continued working on this thing and he needs to get him to someone who's going to do something about it. At that point, he thought M was still developing this thing. Okay, because, yeah, like, not that M is corrupt necessarily, but that something fishy is up with Yeah, and that they're not being honest and they're not, well, like Bond said, uh to 007 to know me you got to be careful you got to ask the right questions when the cia and mi6 aren't talking to one another this isn't right like there's something going on yeah yeah so he just needed it to get to someone new i guess and then told mallory the next day remember he he like kept them he he just trusted it with him more he doesn't he needs to be involved i guess like no then he just took him right to felix We'll, we'll continue yeah, on. But, in the, like, I, I just wanted to. It's it just we- weird. Yeah. That like, cause 007 had the scientist. You, you would think that he would then take it to Bond M rather than Felix. Yeah. yeah. Or just like not risk losing him to just have, have the guy instead of them. You know? Well, it wasn't uh, know. he didn't think it was a risk and it was Felix that brought it to him and he doesn't work for MI6 anymore. And it's like professional Kurt. I'm doing this favor for Felix. He came to me. MI6 didn't come to bond and ask him for help. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he wasn't ever hurting 007. She showed up and like gave him a warning. She's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I see you're here too. Yeah. So we're at this point, but we've totally skipped Literally almost all of Spectre dying. Should we right, go back right, to that? Right, right, right. Well, I was, what else? I wanted to say something more about, oh, Pomona. Did uh, did you think she was legit after all, uh, you know, when her scene was done? Do you think a part of her cover is pretending to be amateur or was she actually amateur, just also badass? Like, was she actually uh, flustered and nervous? Because the second time through, I was like, I think she's just fucking with them. Like, that's a part of, she disarms people by pretending to be shittier than she is. Like, all flustered or whatever. And awkward. Uh, I didn't get that, but, you know, if that was the case, then it's a good cover, because it tricked me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so <laughs> great bombed, how she, yeah. yeah, I loved her. I loved all of that Cuba stuff. But yeah, so the, the plan was somehow... So Blofeld told Ash, I think, to lure Bond to this place. And they were going to use that weapon at this big Spectre meeting as a birthday present to Blofeld to kill Bond in front of everybody. But then the, the scientist had all the Spectre DNA in that USB. So he dropped the Bond DNA USB off the table, put it in his sock, and then took the Spectre USB and put it in. And then it killed everyone. So... The only thing that yeah. confuses me there is why it didn't kill the Cyclops guy. Is he just a mercenary and not an official Spectre agent? Well, that's he, why I thought that he was in on it with Safin. Me too. But then when I was I was looking closely for this, because that's the only plot point I can't understand. Because if he was working for Safin, why was he in Italy? Why? No, he. there were several points where that didn't quite make sense. And then... When Q uh, hacks into Blofeld's eye and like goes back through all the footage, there's a scene where he first sees Ash. That's what he was looking for in that in the eyeball. Yeah, and it's 
Ash meeting the Cyclops guy and recruiting him. So I just don't know when that happened. It could have been before Cuba. But I don't think so. But no, yeah. but no, because there's the scene where the scientist that that's it. That's what confuses me. The scientist and the Cyclops guy are in Cuba and they're not working together. The scientist is 100% for Safin, but then remember he has to pretend to drop the USB to to kill Spectre. If yeah. Cyclops was in on it, he would have just been like, "Okay, upload the Spectre DNA to the weapon and let's do this." But he thinks he's killing Bond. Cyclops does. He doesn't know that he's about to like he's legitimately shocked when all the Spectre agents start dying. Yeah, okay. Then I guess it has to just be that he is a gun for hire yeah, and not part of Spectre himself. Yeah. Yeah. Or I, or even even just that they like Safin knows that they want to recruit that guy. Could be. For for whatever reason. And don't because they they just get to choose who's on the thumb drive to die. It it would right? have been awesome to this wouldn't have worked at all, but I would love to be a fly on the wall when, uh, you know, how Blofeld is watching this all happen. And then all the Spectre agents start dying. I want to see his expression like fucking bond. God damn it. Again. Yeah. <laughs> like how many times I feel like can- he would just kind of, he'd be like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Or just laugh. Like I'm the worst this birthday fucking guy. Ever. <laughs> uh, we yeah. all cry on our birthdays. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. He, Blofeld was great. This one. Yeah. He's very good. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, did you find it, this is, a, um, again, it's kind of just a qualm to have a qualm for me, uh, is like, just like basically Safin is just like kind of a random guy, right. That got fucked, fucked over, over by Spectre. Yeah. And he literally killed all of Spectre, which has been like the main organization terrorizing the entire world for yeah. years and years and years and just got fucked over by this one guy. And basically we didn't really have an, like, where, where does he get his funding? Like he has this big organization and yeah, there's not really enough about him or maybe there is. And I just got to pay better attention in future viewings. But yeah, I I felt like he was just like, and I I complain about this almost every time. I feel like, like I need more of the villain Mm. story. Yeah, I agree. He wasn't in it quite enough. No. And like, why wear that mask? I guess like just for creep factor and because his face is all fucked up. And he, yeah, I, I agree. That part is a little weird. Like really after all this, Spectre's just killed by a kid whose whole family yeah. got murdered. <laughs> like how many families had been murdered by Spectre and this one guy figured out how to do it, but whatever, that is what it is. I mean, I guess if anything, maybe it's that technology itself is, is the new yeah, enemy, guess. right? Cause it, it all came from like, which is, you know, maybe modernly thematic of the hypocrisy and, and like the fault of the British secret service in the end. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Man, M is definitely going to be in some shit for making this weapon <laughs> and for blowing up an Island. Yeah. With all the international people watching the, and like some subpoenas are coming in for sure for him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we then bond takes scientist guy whose name I forget, unfortunately, because we just keep calling him science guy. Uh, scientist guy to uh, to Felix and Ash alone on this friggin' oil rig or whatever, and it, pretty clear that he's bad right away. That scene was friggin' hard, man. With Felix and oh my gosh, yeah. Well, earlier in the movie, he said, "I just need one more. I need to go home to my kids and tell them I save the world, save once the world more. one more time." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. And then, yeah, he that's a lot of blood, Felix. 
They, oh, well, before that, that, that was a really good fight that Bond had with Ash, actually. How they, it was well choreographed, kind of like the train fight in Spectre. And then they both just sat down looking at each other and Buddy kicked the gun to him. <laughs> I don't know, there's a lot of yeah. humor in that fight. And yeah, the, the State Department guy was obviously bad and kind of annoying, but also kind of a bit of levity that was needed. Like, he was just outrageous. Like, I'm your biggest fan. I love yeah. you. Like... Uh, yeah, like even when uh, they're like flying away, he's like, "Oh, but I, I, I was a huge fan of that guy." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, poor Felix, man. Um, yeah, Bond again. Very. So think about when Bond back in Quantum, when Mathis died, and he just sort of held him mm-hmm. and then dropped him in the dumpster. Like, think how far this yeah. character has come to get to this point where he's this emotional and like trying really hard to get him out of there. And, uh, it's a good life, right? James, it's the best. <laughs> then lets him get that yeah, shot when which, he goes, when he floats away. Oh man. I didn't see that coming either. And, and man, that was a big lie, man. It's not the best life. <laughs> not at well, all. I think they both, well, they both could have quit. I think they do. They're addicted to yeah. it. They're heroes. Yeah, I guess. They just can't not do it. I often talk about, I don't know if I've said this word, but I was thinking about that again with this one. All the times Bond goes rogue or works for MI6. He he has, it's his moral compass. He's so goddamn incorruptible. He just needs to do, if, if he's able to do a thing, he has to do it. Like it doesn't even enter his mind to not really. Like he hums and haws a little bit, but he's like, yeah, I'm in. Okay, I'll yeah. help. But so when this happened, because when Felix first tries to recruit him he's like basically like no way jose and then goes home with 007 and then has it's like when he has the phone call with m right that's when he ends up deciding to actually do it because it seems like stuff is sketchy or yeah well he also he was probably going to do it anyway because he took felix's number he stole it from his pocket he's like i got your number i'm gonna i have to pretend to not want to do it you have to really convince me but i think he was always going to do it but then yeah he talked to m didn't like that uh there's a new 007 he got a little ego involved in there i think although he handled that mostly really really well and respectful but yeah i think he missed it specters involved all these things are like he had to go back plus yeah, yeah i think he would have even without all of that Felix asked for help. He was going to do it. Yeah. And then, so after the Felix scene, RIP, Bond goes straight to MI6. Well, he, uh, oh man. Yeah. That when he finally got out, I know you don't care as much about that, but the sinking ship, I always love Bond and, and water as you know, <laughs> but, uh, the shot of him when he yeah, escapes. Yeah, you love Thunderball, right? No, did I? <laughs> we haven't done this as much, me just obsessing over these beautiful shots. But there's one from beneath when he's like, sw- he just got out and there's fire on top. And he's, I don't know, just so goddamn mm-hmm. epic. There's so many epic shots in this movie. But that whole scene was so good. I loved that chunk of the movie from when he goes to Cuba to, to Bond arriving at MI6. That was all very kind of classic Bond. It, exactly. It was sure. so good. Yeah. yeah. A lot of espionage. Great. The whole action scene when, I guess we've already talked about it, but when they're escaping the party was a really good, fast-paced, yeah. not boring action scene. And then, yeah, the stuff with Felix. And then all the, uh, so he he's in the boat or in the raft rescued by a freightliner for some reason. And then I don't know if he flies to the UK or if his, this, if this garage is in Jamaica or something. 
Oh, yes. Sorry. Speaking of being in the water, I love that he's, uh, Felix recruited him to do this thing. And I know it's not far, Jamaica to Cuba, but he doesn't uh, rent a plane. He fucking sails. <laughs> he takes his sailboat over there. <laughs> I loved that. Anyway, um, where do you think this garage is? Do you think he flew to the UK? Because it's after Felix dies where he goes and gets the his old Aston Martin and he has the storage shed. And I really wish I could have paused it to see all the shit that was in there. Cause we, I know the British bulldog was there that M gave him, but then there was like a snowboard, a bunch of weapons. There were three motorbikes in the back. Mm. I want to see in detail what they chose to put in that room. I feel like I, again, like I looked down for a second I, and I missed that like one shot or something. Oh really? Shoot. Man, I, I, I like, I got a drink at the movie theater and I just like, I was like, I can't drink any of this drink. Like I drank like a little bit. Cause I was like, if I have to leave and go pee, I'm going to miss like so much just in like five, 10 minutes. At the IMAX, the washroom is right at the end of the door. Like it's right next to the door, right next to the entrance. So I did go pee once. I couldn't handle it. And I, it sucks. I missed a really good part that I then saw mm. yesterday. We'll get to mm. that. Um, but yeah. So he goes back to MI6. Did you like the, uh, Bond James Bond to the security guard. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about like how the original with the Sean Connery in the casino Bond James Bond. Yeah, and then now we have literally modernized. He's like, yeah, at a fucking you know security guard entrance, like What's administrative yeah, bureaucracy yeah. stuff. He's like Bond, and he's like, uh huh, you're Bond. Bond. Okay, <laughs> James Bond. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that oh, and great. some of the classic, the vodka martini shaken, not stirred. He just threw that away too, like no effort. Rather yeah. than making it a big thing, it's kind of a throwaway, which will probably also piss some fans off, I guess. But I, I kind of like that. It's keeping it in and having it make sense. That was the first time he did shaken, not stirred, right? Uh, he ordered one inspector at the hospital, and then they said we don't serve alcohol. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that was like, oh, skip the step, just put it in the toilet. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah that part. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess at that point, M is all pissed. Oh, man, that scene in M's office, uh, is this desk bigger or have you gotten smaller? My God, you're thirsty today, how he kept pouring more scotch. Oh, my God, yeah. That was yeah. a really good, and Bond just, like, you have kind of lost your way. I don't trust you now. I'm not going to give you all my information. Yeah, yeah, and it's crazy how, because it happened again in in Skyfall when this M is introduced and in Spectre a bit too, where like he has to go behind M's back and stuff like that. And, but they always kind of like understand each other in the end. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. I understand you had to do what you had to do. And kind of, they definitely by the end of it. But at that point he, again, still, he's like, I don't quite trust you, but money penny saves the mm-hmm. day. And they intrude on Q's date <laughs> to figure out what's on that. So the yeah, US, yeah. the USB they took, that was the Russians, USB stick. That's the only thing that they took out of uh, the Caribbean. Yeah. Because they lost the Russian, they lost the virus, but they have the, that USB. So yeah. that's how they got that lead. Yeah. What did you think of the uh, talking about being progressive and with the times and all that? The And I'm so happy we're finally here. The throwaway that Q's gay and nobody bats an eye. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just. That's totally fine and normal. Nobody like does a double take. Oh, he's on his. He said he couldn't make it, or I forget what the line was. But yeah, it's like he'll be here soon. I need to right, get right. ready. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. And like all they're doing is yeah, stealing, stealing his wine and bugging him, trying to get it, taking the piss yeah, out of Q yeah. like they normally do. Uh, so funny. I love I love Q and and all of this. Yeah, uh, all this dynamic. Did you catch uh, 
to go back just a, a, a second, mm-hmm. did you catch when um, he's going in to talk to M and 007 is talking to Money Penny and is like, I understand why you shot him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody tries <laughs> yeah. at least once. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's so many references, uh, especially to the Craig movies in this one, as well oh, yeah. as uh, backwards. Further. There's there's direct references to his era and then subtle nods to classic Bond for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, for us hardcore yeah. fans. Yeah. Yeah. Who I don't know if now's the time to talk about it, but yeah, the those two, Nomi and Money Penny, obviously Madeline, Anadarmus and Gay Q and all of like they're doing the work of moving forward and being progressive and like they're they're carrying a lot of weight this movie for moving into a new world. And I I don't know. I'm more convinced than ever. You don't need Bond to be a James Bond doesn't need to be a woman. They are doing great work changing the narrative as it is. Because you need to have Mm -hmm. the typical alpha dickheads evolve. You can't just remove men from the equation going forward. You need we need heroic men who are also good men. Do you know what I mean? Like rather than like this is the way to do it more than just turning every character into a woman and having them like 007 as a woman was fucking amazing. And every other woman in this was so good and not having them be objects and all of that. Like that's, that's how you do it. Yeah. Like the cure for toxic masculinity is, is growth, right? Not like, you know, extermination or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it makes a lot of sense. And the arc, it'd be actually interesting to again watch all the Craig movies and see the arc just within that from yeah because he grew like what is it like 2006 it, to 2020 yeah in Quantum again when Strawberry Fields arrived and he's just like where do they keep the toner or something and he like points the to the stationary bed. stationary yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but that was yeah he was still that was post Vesper's death even uh, with uh, Paloma or Paloma whatever her name is like Paloma, uh, yeah. he asked her to turn around when he's changing yeah yeah which was really which funny. Is hilarious yeah <laughs> yeah and you don't get the feeling like even in Skyfall he uh, when he was retreating when he was pretending to be dead for a few months he was with a woman down there I don't feel like in Jamaica he it looked like he was very much living alone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like he's still in love with and mourning Madeline for sure. And Vesper and everything. I think he's just living a reclusive life or whatever. Yeah. 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 So at that point, oh man. So then the next day he, uh, so he finds out that Madeline's the only one who could see Q and that they're turning this weapon to target whole groups of people. That's what they find out at Q's house. Then he I'm goes, Madeline to see Blofeld, not Q. Sorry, well, yeah. yeah, I meant I meant Blofeld. Yeah, uh, but yeah, at, yeah. at Q's place, they figure all this stuff out, and he has another meeting with M mm-hmm. the next morning, and uh, they have a conversation to reestablish trust. And then he's like, "Okay, here's what I have. They're turning the weapon to target big groups of people. We found this out. We, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like oh, fucking M, yeah. fucking Q, fucking Money Penny." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How did you get them yeah. to trust you so much? <laughs> Fucking we don't, Scooby gang again. Yeah, yeah. We don't get uh, F-bombs and Bond movies very often. You're only allowed one to make mm-hmm. it not rated R. And it was, oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't even PG-13. It was PG here with fuck's sakes in it. Oh, yeah. Which wow. so fit his character. Man, he's uh, definitely a throwback to like Connery oh, and the first M. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bernard Lee. Did you notice? So you saw mm-hmm. M's paint, uh, like Judy Dench's M's portrait, eh? Yes. The one to yeah, his right yeah. was Robert Brown's my namesakes. Uh, oh really? Yeah. The one wow. that was up behind his back was the one who was 
Bond only for, or sorry, for, was M only for a bit between Bernard Lee and Judy Dench. Yeah. They got like through Dalton's era and the last Roger Moore one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was a nice little nod. Yeah. I like the portraits up. So they, oh, okay. Then they go to see Blofeld. Q was working on finding that Ash guy. Cause that's the only lead they have. He's the one who took the mm-hmm. scientist. And in between this stuff, we got uh, Safin went to visit Madeline. Right, right. And gave... And that's our first introduction to Safin, not as a masked right, killer. That's yeah. right. And he asks her to go kill Blofeld, or else I'll kill yes. the last person you love. And it cut to Bond when really it was the kid. Probably. Yeah, I guess I didn't put that together, but that makes sense. Oh, another thing I put together this time way back in the pre-title uh when he picks her up at the at the hotel after the explosion and stuff and he like grabs her and brings her in and he's like kind of scolding her and she's like james what's going on he's like just shut up i gotta save us first she says i have something i have to tell you and he said oh i'm sure you do so when i first saw it i thought that was more about her past and about saf and showing up and all that but it's i'm pregnant Cause she was even, there's one point in the car where she like grabs the door and holds her stomach and she says, I have to tell you something. And then he kind of cuts her off and then puts her on a train and away she goes. But I think it was going to be, I'm pregnant, not th- these are my secrets. Cause when, you, when it first happens, you think, damn, is she a part of this? Did she tell Spectre yeah, that they were yeah, going to be yeah. here? Is this a better past? You have no idea that it's, I'm pregnant. And that really, she had moved on. She was in love with him. And that's all the, that's all it was. Like her past wasn't that important. No, no, no. Not that's at that thing. point. Even like the secrets that it's alluding to is, is just this Rami Malik yeah. situation. Yeah. Right. Which is like not even bad on her. It's just like. Yeah. Past trauma stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that that's interesting that there was foreshadowing for that. Yeah. Because like when we get introduced to the kid and then she's like, "It's not yours." I like I was suspiciously believing her that me, it wasn't. Me too. His, but I was oh like, my. "Who who the hell else would it be?" Like, it's not it's not friggin' Saffins. It's not yeah some no, randos. Like who? Like why did they do that? It's a little weird. Is it necessary for her to pretend that it's not his? That, that might be well, one and, little and qualm it, it, I have. It kept it kept coming to me the thought of like because this virus affects whole families, right? Yeah. Is that is that going to be relevant? Like the sure genetics is. of this kid is it is it like is it going to come up later and and why it's in question and all this stuff? But it, but it it wasn't. Well, definitely only, related to her, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. Anyway, we'll get to that after. But, oh, I, I just want to say I have something I have to show you. Is it another child? <laughs> that was a good that was one of the best laugh out loud moments i think yeah anyway we're i don't want to get to nor well what what oh because we skipped blofeld yes so the blofeld conversation and madeline freaks out and leaves but bond grabs her wrist where she exactly where she put the perfume yeah of course of course of course and is there their conversation didn't reveal much other than well we found out that he's the one who planted the bomb at vesper's grave and yeah and he admits that madeline had nothing to do with anything yeah that was the main thing yeah i've broken you <laughs> again yeah yeah then he dies which is kind of man everybody fucking dies in this <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Big, they wrap this series up well and that, that's why i was wondering like like is it going to be a full reboot or or there's a know. lot of people who want spinoffs now with the anadarmus character or q's character or whatever but i don't really want that either i wouldn't be as mad i guess i don't know 
I'm happy. Like I, I in my mind, happy with a with a Nomi spinoff, a 007, but it's sure. No, I wouldn't be mad. She's not James Bond. She's 007. That's totally cool. As long as Mm -hmm. it's, I really want it to still be the Broccoli's. I still want it to be Eon Productions. I don't want Disney to buy it and have a fucking TV show, and I don't want it watered down. I like that over 60 years, there's like 25 movies is a shitload of content. Like that's almost too much as it is. We don't need all that. We don't need more, in my opinion. I would rather a good one every three to five years than series after series and a movie a year and all that. That's what I don't want. Yeah. That's the main thing. But even if it does, whatever. It's like I've kind of accepted, in my mind, Star Wars ended at episode six. (laughs) I have that. Yeah, And and I could do that with this. These 25 movies, like I said at the start, I can even – fit the Craig era into those 25 movies and I can have that. So even yeah. if it does get ruined, whatever, I've got the 25. It's a lot. We're lucky to have it. <laughs> so in a way, yeah, it would be nice to just have the Craig era be a closed loop and say, all right. And then whatever happens next can be good or bad and they, leave it. Or They could even it. decide to continue the Brosnan era. Like just go back to bond showing up and getting a mission. A pre-title sequence, a song, and then goes goes into M's office and gets a mission. Just one-off stories yeah. that have nothing to do with anything. And Craig's Arrow is a standalone thing. Could be that. Yeah, I I think it'll really depend on what you know, like what media and stuff is like in the next era. Because the the, the Craig movies, like watching them, you can kind of see how film has evolved in the past twenty years, sure, sure. like from Casino to to this one, and. Yeah, Matt Gorley, who was one of the hosts of James Bonding, was on. I think I told you about this. Was on one of my favorite history podcasts discussing Bond. And That's he, right. He made an interesting point how uh, Christopher Nolan always wanted to make a Bond movie, but wasn't able to. So he made the new Batman trilogy. And it, if you watch Batman Begins, there are so many nods to classic Bond. Like he has a queue, he has all the gadgets and all that stuff. But it was such a big success that then Casino Royale took stuff from Batman Begins. So it was like a snake eating itself. Like they were influencing each other. <laughs> and the yeah. series evolved, like with Bourne and with the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, the new Bond movies kind of took from those. It's an interesting point. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and I think especially in this one, it's just in the context of you like since Casino Royale, like Netflix has mm. risen to like the main way people watch stuff. Right. So like everything has changed in, in, in how people consume stuff and what people value and people's patience. And yeah, you're right. So the media things. landscape, not just how things look or feel and like how the genres have evolved, but literally mm. how people watch and everything. You're right. I don't yeah. know. And what people want to watch and, and how they feel about it and, and the role of, movies and media in people's lives right so people want different things from it and not just you know uh fun time escapism the patience that they had with this movie releasing it when it finally made sense rather than selling it to a streaming service does show to me that they're still pretty keen on keeping it big blockbuster cinema style not converting to the streaming platform for sure but they're still in terms of tone and content, they're still influenced. Oh yeah, it, it, for sure, hundred percent. Sure. I mean, yeah. it might it, if it was not the way it is, it probably wouldn't be two hours and forty eight minutes. Yeah, right? yeah, it would be shorter. Yeah. Speaking of that, like it got some, you know, from the Piers Morgan asshole types, the right wing types, 
even though it's not <laughs> uh, that Bond went woke and it's sad because he was like on the back of the bike with Nomi driving. Like, have you seen the other movies? Tracy straight up saved him in 1968 over and over again. Like that whole yeah, when yeah. she was driving away from Peace Gloria. And he, he just kept like patting her face and admiring her as she's saving the day. Like this is not a new thing. Yeah. Bond does take help, does lean into women's arms often. Like, I don't know, people just like a reason to be pissed, I think. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's zero controversy in this movie. Like, I'm sorry he wasn't more of a misogynistic dick. He didn't borderline rape anybody. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> like he. Yeah, and at the, at the same time, it wasn't like overly overcorrecting or something. It wasn't no, like exactly um, it all, that new Cinderella with like the gay black fairy godmother. Exactly, it's it's, exactly. Or like Cruella. We just we watched that, and all like there's black people working where they weren't working in the '60s. Like they're not just making yeah, shit up. That for better representation. I'm all for more representation, obviously, but it has to make sense. But you're right. In this one, it, it didn't feel shoehorned at all. It all was natural. No. And fit his character, fit everybody's sense. character. Yeah. 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 Anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> Where were we plot wise? <laughs> Post Blofeld. Um, she said, I'm going home and 007, Nomi's character is on the hunt for that Ash guy since they got a lead on him and they don't yeah. coordinate. They don't know that they're both going to the same goddamn place. So that's when Bond arrives at Madeline's old home in Norway. And uh, mm -hmm. they have that really nice, I've never stopped loving you and blah, blah, blah. And then they kiss and hear the little movement upstairs and look up and first yeah. reveal of the freaking kid. Like, whoa, Matilde. man. Yeah. I, yeah. I had, obviously I mentioned maybe he'll die. I had, I had imagined almost everything, but not that Bond has a kid. And it's crazy. That might be the biggest change to everything from the previous 24 like for him mm -hmm. to have it like he could always inspector he chose the mission over madeline at, at the end he said and he almost always would pick the mission over a woman but a freaking kid it's very different even he's never had stakes like that before because yeah. even like getting married and stuff before it's like we see bond in relationships all the time but we don't see him being a father yeah like or you don't even see kids in the in the Bond no. movies like almost ever. I don't think there's ever been a kid, not a kid with any no. like besides the kid that he friggin' pushes into the river in Man with the Golden Gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and then we get a cute scene of them in the kitchen, and he's like peeling an apple for the kid, and je, je fin. oh man, yeah, the kid wakes him up and he makes breakfast. And we have a like mm -hmm. one little moment of the three of them having breakfast together. Oh, so sad. I, I have to mention, actually, one of the funny things about, again, seeing it in Poland is there's Polish subtitles, right? So when they speak French. Oh, that's funny. And then it has Polish subtitles. I'm like, like, thankfully, I know some French right. and some Polish, so I can kind of piece it together what they're saying. At but. least the French was pretty rudimentary. Je fais bon, yes. bon, bon nuit. <laughs> I yeah, guess she bon spoke nuit. French to him a little bit yeah. saying like, say hello to the man, say goodnight to the man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I missed anything no, it, crazy, it but yeah. it was just, it's just funny when I'm like, uh, and like in the pre-title too, there was, right. um, it was all French. Oh, that's right. But I'm just, I'm like hearing French and seeing Polish and I turn to Claudia and I'm like, I don't totally know what's <laughs> that's <going funny>. <laughs> like what they're saying. So yeah. when they, started serving breakfast that's when i ran to the washroom so when i came back they were leaving uh, okay so i missed the call i missed 
uh oh, the, like that, what was yeah that awesome shot of when he realizes like when he looks at the uh, location of 007 he's like i thought he was tracking ash not me oh and then that realization as he drops the phone yeah. and looks out the window that awesome shot yeah i missed all that i missed them leaving i missed right up until they're like on the bridge those that epic shot I loved that mm-hmm. whole, even though it was only, it was really brief, but them finding that bridge to shoot, to see those two uh, SUVs coming towards them. I don't know why I found that yeah. so awesome. You know me and the location shooting. Was there, uh, was there another, cause there was a bridge in Italy in the very beginning mm-hmm. and there's this bridge. Was there another bridge? Cause I, it's like enough bridges that are beautiful that there's like, is there some theme here? Some mm-hmm. motif, you know, I don't think there's another bridge after that one. I guess Spectre ended on the bridge. Yeah. And that's Westminster Bridge. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is another chase, non-boring set piece, like chase action scene that moves the plot along. There's character development, very intense emotions. Like, it's how it should be. Like, this isn't like live and let dies boat chase. There's, it's not just humor and mm-hmm. not just because we have a budget and we got to do some action here. It's so good. Yeah. It's visceral. This with a freaking, again, the kid on board, like you can't just ram vehicles. You can't just, just shoot when there's a no, fucking well, child that was on the board. The crazy thing is like, usually bond like is like, whatever, like exactly. Yeah. He doesn't care. He, he's like reckless abandoned. But with this case, he's like, well, there's a friggin' kid here and the woman I love and I don't want anyone to get hurt or But still, anything. man, he with that friggin' Range Rover versus the two new ones, yeah, does a lot of like perfectly timed ramming. Yeah. <laughs> in the uh in the theater, there was an ad for like the Range Rover with like Bond music and stuff before before the nice. the movie. Nice. I didn't put that together, but yeah, that's right. <laughs> But yeah, when they went off road through that field and then the other vehicles show up and they go through the water and the fog rolls in, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to rewatch that one too because it's so goddamn intense yeah. that you're just like, God, be careful. Be careful. There's a kid. I, I think one of my favorite uh, sets in this yeah. I, and not really set, I guess, location is that like kind of jungly forest yeah, with yeah. all the ferns in Norway with the fog. Yeah, man. It's so, so intense. Cool. And it reminds me of like, uh, like playing like a classic, like Donkey Kong video game or something where it you're even in, like, sounded the, like it. It sounded like, yeah. why are they in the rainforest all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> in Norway too. In Norway. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I agree, man. Like the, I go back and forth on whether, whether or not I really like this, but I guess net i do that he's just goddamn invincible and perfect like (laughs) there was like what eight vehicles and god knows how many people and but it's just he's a pro he's just so goddamn good and everybody else is an amateur just recklessly driving around and he knows exactly where to hit everybody when he's driving but then he's like okay too many vehicles this is too dangerous let's go into the woods and hunt them and then and then it's very much i was gonna say he has like the pierce brosnan plot armor right and he even does the brosy thing of like clotheslining the guys on the motor like it's just like in die another day with the ski do oh yeah yeah well he's done that a few times that was even in goldfinger i think in the woods anyway um that was an awesome satisfying death throwback to uh for your eyes only when he lured them into the branch so they flipped the suv and the state department guy ash logan logan was his name logan ash logan ash yeah yeah 
come on, man. I could have, you could have been my, my brother or something like that as the tree is. Yeah. I don't know. I had a brother. His name was Felix and he pushes the car just like he did in for your eyes only when he murdered the, the hench person. I don't remember the for your eyes only one, but when he, uh, it was, Oh really? That's too bad. Cause it was one of Roger Moore's best moments. It was the, the hench person who he had just run over a woman and he was particularly bad. And, uh, the car was on the edge of a cliff and he kind of like reaches to help him. And Roger oh, Moore just said, and he kick, yeah, kicks the car yeah. off the cliff. I remember Roger that. Moore didn't like it. Cause he didn't think his bond should do that kind of thing. But most people agree that it's yeah. one of Roger's best moments. Anyway, this, if I feel like it was a throwback to that. No. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Madeline unloading on a guy a couple times, man, when she shot the, when bond was holding the child and like running away and came face to face with a guy and Madeline shot him in the head. And then she took out another guy while she was hiding in that weird little hut. And then yeah, Safin kidnapped her. Classic Safin. Classic bond girl kidnapped at the end. And now we need to gear up and head into the finale. Yeah. Oh, here's your watch. And M uh, was like, oh, we got three goals here. Like, you know, uh, we need to capture or kill like Safin and the Russian scientist. We need to shut down their whole thing. And we need to get the girl and the kid off the island. Yeah. Like, and here's to, your so everyone, everyone in the audience, you hear me? We have three <laughs> goals here. Yeah. Just catching <laughs> you right, up in case go. you're distracted and sad yes. or whatever. This is what we're doing. Yeah. 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 And I also request that uh, Bond be reinstated to 007. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a number. Yeah. It's just a number. She's pretty awesome, eh? Oh, okay. So when they showed the map, which I noticed, uh, like when he looked how close Nomi was to Ash, it looked like she was a couple kilometers behind. I kept waiting for her to show up to help out Bond and Madeline in that action scene, but she never did. He's just, she eventually picks him up hitchhiking on the road after all that. Like, where the hell was she? A little too far behind, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they were like in the middle of the woods and the fog. Like, I guess. How's she going to. And because you said that Bond dropped the phone before he went so maybe they don't have a way to track him yeah i suppose also specifically anyway are you are you ready to gear up and go into the i don't know if i'm emotionally ready to go back to that fucking island (laughs) (laughs) i that was i was so aware of that watching it the second time like this is the last day of daniel craig's james bond's life when they were up on that plane yeah like gearing up to he puts on that awesome sweater and his tactical gear like they are so goddamn badass let's take a moment for that man he looks good in this one like how is he better looking yeah in oh, his 50s man. 15 years later than he was in casino royale and there was a a <laughs> shot of him when he's secluded in cuba or whatever where he has those fish yeah and it's like like very like you know sex fan service yeah, yeah. shots of his his junk and oh, his, when, um, oh his junk the junk shot when he's on the sailboat is hilarious it's like yes he, that's that's what i'm thinking that too. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So funny. But and it, at first I thought he had like a bit of a gut or something. Right. But no, it's just his abs sticking out. <laughs> just ridiculous <laughs> like, abs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got better with everyone. And I know Spectre has his problems, but I love how happy and like fit and I don't know, everything he is in Spectre. And in this one, mm-hmm. he's even better. I like Skyfall's probably still my favorite all around, but he really does just get better with each one. I love Casino too. Don't get me wrong, but he's so goddamn good. I this is more for next episode when we do our ranking. But Spectre, the more time that's gone on, the more I think about it, the more it is 
closer to the top of my list. Oh, wow. Good. So that's nice. We'll talk more about that next week. Yeah, sure. Anyway. Yeah. He looks awesome in this, all of his suits, all of his everything. <laughs> I love that man. Yeah. He looks great. I'm very, uh, yeah, especially so where we're at his tactical gear when they both, yeah, they get their watch, she gets her QDAR and they go into that weird gravity plane thing that was promoted so much in all the trailers and was used for 30 seconds. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. yeah, that was, I, again, I didn't watch all of the trailers. I think I watched like one. I'm not really into trailers that much. Honestly, I'd rather just watch the movie. You're better but. off. I just needed a yeah. fix. <laughs> so no, for, if, if I was anticipating the movie for, you know, four years or whatever, it ended up being like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, then it's your classic, very much like the spy who loved me. Uh, I don't know where there's a hundred fucking hench people and, uh, all the foot soldiers, yeah. not hench people, foot soldiers, giant lair. We got to infiltrate it and kill all of them and get the bad guy. That's basically, it's very yeah. formulaic. It's kind of like, uh, you only live twice with volcano lair. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like tomorrow never dies. And yeah, the way it's two of them infiltrating. And yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Nice. Forgot about Very that. Very classic. Yeah. Although, so I feel like there was uh oh yeah, the scene with Saf and, and Madeline and Mathilde in the garden. Yes. In the, the garden and the, like, oh, this plant makes you behave. <laughs> yeah. Top tier fucking lair, eh? How they're slow, like they're putting paintings. Yeah. We're seeing the construction of a lair because he just took it back. Blofeld, the specter had owned this island for a while. So he's making it his own oh, again okay. and they're like cleaning everything and getting the gardens already yeah i i liked that like a transition period and like it's already a pretty badass lair and he's making it his own which is a pretty neat idea yeah and it looked freaking amazing yeah with the garden and all the water and all the lights and like his main room yeah. it's kind of egyptian like like it felt like a pyramid <laughs> almost yeah and he's just like sitting on the floor yeah being creepy yep yep so then, yeah, they sneak through, kill some guards, get up to the control room. They have the scientist. Fontnomi has the scientist. And Dr. No, I mean, Safin, tells Bond to come up. So they have, oh, Madeline is being held in a separate room. And Safin has the kid. So they have their one-on-one -on -one moment as uh, Madeline escapes in pretty awesome fashion throws just refuses to drink the tea throws it in his face <laughs> yeah yeah she's how do and you has, feel about her she has knowledge of the plants for some reason did that make sense or? she's a doctor i don't know oh yeah i guess yeah how do you feel about her second movie oh she's awesome like yeah from the beginning of the movie she's you know defending herself and as like a little kid and, and you just see how that carries through and she is yeah so capable like so strong yeah I, I don't quite get the, I guess I do. Never mind. Like, because they're both from this world, they're only able to love each other. They couldn't be with a regular citizen. So like, I struggle to understand like their chemistry is pretty good, but it's not amazing. Like, I feel like he loves her more than she does him. <laughs> like, I don't believe her sometimes. Maybe she's just not as good an well, actress. I mean, <laughs> neither did Bond. <laughs> right. What's that? He also didn't believe her. Yeah, I Bond guess. also didn't yeah, believe yeah, her. Yeah, exactly. Her, right? Like I believe yeah. he loves her. Yeah. I feel like it might just be that weirdly enough she has more walls put up than Bond yeah. somehow. And fair in enough. In this case. A woman in yeah. that field. <laughs> and maybe I resent her a little bit because it's because of her that he dies. <laughs> 
I mean, yes and no. Yes I mean, because no. like, yes no, I, no. I, I agree. No, that's not. Yeah. That's yeah. that's yeah. a ridiculous we'll, we'll, reason to not. But anyway, uh, they had a good. It was a good bond and villain interaction. Also in the formula that I always love when they have their sit down that they had that and it was a pretty good one. You have to know that history isn't kind to those who play God. That That's a good line. And yeah. how he kept trying to say, we're the same, like so many villains have, we're the same, you and I. Yeah, we're really not. You're just, uh, you're another tragic figure in a long line of sad little men. <laughs> Did you interpret it that Safin is like romantically in love with Madeline and wants to like be with her and Matilde or yes because the scientist even said oh you're here and you're with your family like it's like he does he definitely intends on building a big fortress on this island and selling this this bioweapon to you know warlords around the world and just creating a big empire from there with her and that eventually either through drugs or persuasion will convince her to love him Okay. Okay. Cause I, at first I had the thought it was more like, cause he mentions to her that when you save someone's life, you're bonded forever. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was less romantic and more of like a just weird obsession, but then it seemed like it was kind of romantic. I but. don't think it's romantic really. I think it's just, he's, a, he's completely insane and wants, like, I don't think he is capable of love or like is romantically in love with her. She's just sure, beautiful. Yeah. And he, he has a sense of protection around her, decided to not kill her as a kid and still feels that like he, he wants her as like a, as an object as my you know my trophy wife and and it's also very paternal like he wants to protect her for sure but like in a protect you unless i can't have you if i can't have you then i'll kill you (laughs) because he made that fucking he was going to burst in on himself or bond that thing that will kill them if he gets near them yeah 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 so it's yeah it's a little complicated (laughs) definitely yeah. So the sit down with the villain and the kid and did you, at one point he says to the kid, like, if you don't want my protection, protection, yeah, then just go. And the kid just wanders off. We'll get to that. That's yeah. That part, the last five minutes of Safin is, uh, confuses me, but bond again in a tight spot. They didn't completely disarm him. He had one more pistol on him and he like bows and says, I'm so sorry, please, please, please don't kill my yeah. kid. Yeah. And so Safin just had like a trap door ready, <laughs> I guess, because Bond again took out the guys like he does in every fucking movie, the guys with guns on him. It makes no sense, but whatever. Um, and then yeah, Safin they're on their way down because there's there's two ships on their way to buy the first shipment of this bioweapon, and it's like they're going heading down to the docks to meet them or something. And Matilde bites Safin and gets really Safin gets annoyed, sets her down, and like. If you don't want my protection, just go. And they just let the kid walk yeah. away. Like at that point, does he think, doesn't matter. I've got all these men. Bond isn't going to win. So we'll let the kid go get lost. Like I really still at this point don't think that he thinks he's going to lose. Like it's just two annoying soldiers who are in my lair. We're going to kill them. I've still got Madeline upstairs. I'll let the kid go play hide and seek if, if she wants. I, yeah, I, I guess it just has to be like a villain is insane kind of thing. Like, it's just like, ah, the kid bit me. All right, whatever, go away. Right. Like, I don't think just not. 
Yeah. I, I think he might be trying to teach her a lesson that maybe she'll go and get scared or get lost and find out that she does need his protection yeah. or something. Maybe so. Maybe. But even, all right, so then he goes, he has like five soldiers with him, five mercenaries, whatever. And then the next time we see him, he bursts out of a corner and shoots Bond several times. So I don't know at what point he turned around to come back. So at, so Well, because within all of that, like Bond and 007, like, well, Bond like and, so much happens, well, right? After that, they escape, basically. Bond meets up yeah. with 007 again and puts 007, Madeline, and Matilde on a boat. They say goodbye for the last time in person. Very sad. Uh, and at, yeah. so at this point, it looks like he's just going back. He says, I have to finish this. And I thought it was just to go shoot Safin in the face. Not that he still had to actually do something. And if that was the case, I would have been pissed off because one of the worst things in a, I don't mind people dying tragically, heroically, if it had to happen, like an actual sacrifice. But if yeah. it's just for revenge or just for shock value, it would have really pissed me off. But then right as soon as he was leaving, he's talking to, or heading back up. He had to go back to open up those blast doors. Otherwise, the missiles wouldn't have done anything. They would have bounced off. So he yeah, did actually yeah, have to exactly. go back. So that made me, yeah. I was relieved. I didn't catch that the first time, I don't think. Okay. No, I, I caught that for sure. Yeah. Okay. The, like, it was actually the Saffin thing was just, was the side thing. Right. It was just because he happened to be there. Yeah. Because the missiles were going to yeah. kill him anyway. So <laughs> he didn't have to go. Yeah. I don't, I don't, Bond didn't seem to like care. Like he doesn't know where Saffin is right. at that point. It's like he's just trying to destroy, you know, the global uh, WMD. But man, talk about superhero immaculate perfect fucking yeah. bond in that scene where he i don't know how many fucking people he kills more than craig has killed in the his entire tenure i think he like the frigging guards and so many awesome shots but going up the well uh going up the stairwell there was a really long tracking shot where you know he's like using a guy as a friggin' shield, uses a door as a shield. Yes, yeah. he, I don't know how many freaking dudes he took out, and then has the final fight with the hench person. Was that boring action or? And uh, even just before that, he uh, took the grenade and threw it back up, and then they threw like five oh, more. Oh yeah, down yeah, man, again, yeah, he got blown up so many fucking times. Point. Yeah, yeah, no, but the fight with the henchman, I don't even remember it honestly. It wasn't very. Oh. He used the watch to yeah. blow up his eye. Yeah. Yeah. That was neat. I showed someone your watch. It blew his it mind. It blew his mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, okay, but. <laughs> Did you like that Nomi inherited the 007 quips? You know what time it is? Time to die. <laughs> time oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like she could do a great like Brazi style movie. For sure. You know? Oh, I, I love that. Uh. When she found Ash and she called M and said permission for a capture, capture or kill. Uh, and he's like, well, we don't need anything more. So yes, go ahead. And thank you for asking. Just following protocol, sir. Well, your predecessor didn't really care for that. She actually asked yeah, for permission yeah. to capture or kill him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, even in Skyfall, we had Moneypenny was like, oh yeah. Uh, permission to fight. very directly with M about stuff. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. funny. Anyway, no, just in general, the uh, I was wondering if that would bug you, him going, like, how the grenades didn't fucking kill him. And then he managed to take out, like, he has, I guess, what was this from? Game of Thrones or something? Where they say uh, a strong man with the height advantage can take out 20 
below and bond is actually below like if you're if you have the high ground you're meant to be able to take yeah, out anybody yeah. so he's working his way up and still takes out like 20 guys it's it's a little ridiculous but yeah but he's james bond yeah man. exactly and it was creative how they did most of it but were you like bored or was it gratuitous or anything like that um i think literally the exact scene you're talking about was where i stopped uh caring as much because there was a lot of action before that yeah, right yeah. and then this whole stairwell thing i still like i remember him using the guy as a shield and i'm like okay okay like let's get to the control room yeah yeah kind of thing so yeah i missed a lot of it the first time too same kind of thing you, you can't pay attention the whole time two hours and 45 minutes yeah. so my eyes glazed yeah. a few times but this time through man the action in the final and the climax is so goddamn good mm-hmm. and again like never we talk about this through all these movies it doesn't not make sense they're not just doing it for fun it's not just action scene time it's all friggin' plot driven like he has to get to this room or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly like that's oh. what i really like i can accept it regardless and right when he gets there he's like my russian's a little scratchy help me out here q he's like okay oh, it's yeah. gonna be very complicated uh you're gonna have to flip all these switches in the right order and okay it's done <laughs> bond yeah. already had it all yeah, yeah. that was really funny that's i mean honestly like that's almost less believable than all the action stuff right yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah that he would just get like well, he's just, he was like this is very precise <laughs> and he's just like whatever well he looked around he's like okay that powers the whole room that looks like it powers the lever, which is going to open the door. So he kind of did look around and just figure it out. But yeah, very funny. And then says, yeah. fire the missiles because the doors are open. Then runs away and the missiles or the doors start closing again. So he has to turn around and go back. So clear. So at that point, the bay doors, the the, the silos, whatever you want to call it, that, that opens. So at that point, Safin probably turns around to go close them. That's because he's the one who yeah. run, he runs back up. Somehow they don't cross paths. Bond stops to grab his kids' stuffy, and then the doors start to close again. So he has close. to go back up, yeah. and that's when he gets shot like four times by Safin and like runs at yes, him. Yes, in the whole exchange where he gets, yeah. He like rolls over and sprints at him and gets shot again and br- fucking breaks his arm with his bare hands. Yeah, that was insane, man. Fucking nuts like, and awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and brutal. And then, yeah, yeah he punches so him. so brutal. Punches him in the face with that vial and slowly realizes what it was. Oh, in the offhand way, yeah. when he, he's like, you'll never be able to see them or touch them. And whatever, and he slowly dawns on him. He picks up the gun and just, like, kind of offhand shoots him in the yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, just cold assassination. Yeah, and slowly makes his way up. Look, he's grasping at straws with Q. So, like, there's absolutely no way I can get this off me. And yeah, yeah. Anybody, so anybody I touch then touches them, they would die, yes. And then what's the song? He's like, yeah, well, that's not going to work. When he accepts that. Yeah. Oh my God. And the drops the lat, opens the things up again, and heads up to the top. Ah, brutal. So, yeah, so heavy. I just, his acceptance, he's like, yeah. Like, because we know that this Bond is capable of being a hermit. He doesn't need to see anybody again his entire life. He could go live on an island and fish. But while well, M's quote at the end, and Bond realizes it when he says, yeah, that's not going to work. You, I can't live. What's so M's line is the function of man is to live, not just to exist. You have to fill your life with things. Yeah. You can't just 
exist. And he would have just existed somewhere by himself. He couldn't ever see anybody again because the chain would get to Madeline and his kid. That's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really think about that that much, but yeah, for sure. Like, it's not just he can't touch them. It's like, as long as he's alive, he's uh, putting them at risk. Like, if he had a breakdown with with M, if he had a post-whatever conversation, then M can't touch anybody affiliate, and eventually, yeah, it would get to them. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Man, it was... Oh, my God. She does have your eyes. I know. (laughs) And he smiled. (sighs) Uh, when it actually well there's all those awesome shots and i kind of knew when he stood up and uh, i didn't quite realize what happened yet but the blood falls out in slow motion and lands into the water i thought like he might even just die from gunshot wounds at that point he was shot so many and that's the thing at that point he had like no time left he had been shot so much and and yeah I, i feel like even if he could have escaped like there was no it would have been unbel- like in- They injured him too much at that point. Yeah. It would have been stupid had he actually made it at that yeah. point. Yeah. No, it was just, yeah. And uh, yeah, there's the one, it's like, a, it's either a crane or a drone or helicopter shot. The one that I mentioned that wow, it almost looks like Thor when he's just, he's standing completely upright as the sun is in the back and it kind of goes up oh, and looks man. at him. He looks fucking awesome though. He has like the white shirt with the suspenders, suspenders. or whatever and the sun and the oh, man. background with the island. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. When it actually, I love that it showed it, like he was like looking up at the sky and then the missiles landed. I like, yeah. I was blown back. Like, Jesus, fuck. Like they, it didn't happen off screen. It didn't, like she didn't just see the island blow up. It showed us that it landed basically right at his feet. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, I was kind of like, I didn't register the last five minutes of the movie when I saw it the first time. I totally missed M's office scene. I didn't hear Madeline say, let me tell you a story about a man whose name was Bond, James Bond. I didn't catch James any Bond. of that the first yeah. time. I was just like yeah. reeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were you, so were you surprised? You must've been like shocked. Like they killed James Bond. Yeah. The first time was just shock. The second time I nearly fucking bawled because like oh, he, <laughs> man, his, I don't know. The the I cried a little bit <laughs> when uh, they left on the dinghy when Madeline and 007 and the kid. Yeah, and there was a shot and he of them. Gave the kid his his sweater. Yeah, but like the long knowing what was about to happen, like the sun hit their face as they're just going under the I don't know, leaving the hangar or whatever. But yeah, when um, she says you're poisoned, he said yeah. Like he's just he's so accepting of it and just brave stands up straight and willing to face it and uh her saying she really does have your eyes and he said I, yeah that floored me because you know i'm a sucker for his eyes <laughs> and he's just, got the eyes oh man yeah it's just so goddamn sad they were almost there yeah. she said no you can't you can't give up there's no one left to get us we we have to live and he said you'll live or whatever like you have all the time, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you you have all the time in the world. Yeah. It's like, even at the beginning of the movie, we got a glimpse of what normal life could be for Bond, right? And like, she says to him at one point, like, you don't have to look over your shoulder. Like, no one's coming for you here. I wasn't looking over my right? shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's so sad because at the end, he doesn't, he never gets that. Yeah. And it's, it's he's one of, he's a tragic hero. Like, I don't, even had he not gotten poisoned and won 
something else would have dragged him back in. He's just that guy. Yeah. Like, I don't think he ever could have actually retired. So it kind of had to end that way, unfortunately. Mm. I, I don't know, man. It it made sense. It sucks that after everything he's done, it's this fucking random, sad, saffing guy that fucking killed him. And But he, yeah. look, the stakes were higher yeah. than ever for Daniel Craig. Like this weapon that they made, like Hitler sure could have used it. I would have made the, gen- the Holocaust a lot easier. And like this, we could take out your entire race. Well, and that, it just would have been a thing where even if someone didn't use it as a weapon, it would just leak out and everyone would die anyway. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, we've talked about how it's crazy that it was delayed for the pandemic, but it's like now that it came out Mid-pandemic. and there's been a pandemic, everyone's <laughs> like, wow, I totally understand. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he couldn't live because they would have died and he saved the world. So... But when, yeah, I actually stop and think about the whole thing and his his tenure as Bond, it's very tragic and sad that it has to end that way. And like Spectre ended with him driving off into the sunset with Madeline retiring. Like what a nicer ending. <laughs> but this is honestly perfect for his, his yeah. arc. It's kind of how it was always going to be. It's the sad reality of it. Yeah. Like it couldn't have been like, and I mean, it's nice in a way that Spectre ended the way it did because... You know, you could choose to not include No Time to yeah. Die in your in your canon if you want. Yeah. You know. I saw uh, I saw one tweet about it. He's like, I'm not ready yet to uh, give it a review or really discuss it. But I can say one thing. This won't be a James Bond movie where you're confused which one it was. You know how you like mix up mm-hmm. Spy Love Me and For Your Eyes Only or yeah, like, No Time to Die. Yeah. You'll remember No Time to Die. Yeah. It's the one where he dies. It's the one where he dies. And it's the, oh well, my gosh. More, it's the one with the kid. It's the one where Felix dies. It's the one with so many things. And yeah. it's powerful. I can see, like, a, in some ways, the mixed reviews, especially for Die Hard Bond fans, because it's in maybe in some ways, it's the most different from any other movie, it's, any other Bond movie. I think Casino Royale is the most different. You keep saying that, but I just don't feel that way about that movie. There's not a not a hench person, not a no gadgets really. Not there's it's not the formula. It's just James Bond and a origin story. None of the stuff is there. There's like sets and locations. There's I guess, a, there's a villain. Casinos. There's a, there is a super there's villain. There's a Bond yep, girl. For sure, there are some things. Obviously, it is still a James Bond. There's movie, a car. The car has one, gadgets in it. Uh, this one has the lair, the hench person, the gadgets. M's office, like it. It's, yeah, but again, it's like the the tone, like the whole. It's it's a drama. It's an actual it's, movie, yeah. unlike any for. Yeah, so yeah. it's its tone might be diff- more different than any other. Although that that's the case yes. with Casino as well. It's much more of a drama. Like Vesper dying, how she dies is very dramatic compared to. Although it, that's more like Majesties, I guess, with her dying at the end. Yeah. And again, this one, just with how personal it is. and It's very different. 100%. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Tonally. It, but again, this is what people said about Skyfall, except Skyfall uh, was definitely a lighter tone. It was just a good movie also. Like, I think other people will watch this and enjoy mm-hmm. it. And it's very, it's super dramatic, obviously, with all the fucking death and the scale and yeah. the the weapon that's used. Like, it's a new understandable scary type of weapons or weapon of mass destruction yeah and very like realistic and yeah and all that stuff i actually had the thought it crossed my mind like 
if you are someone who believes that the coronavirus is like a hoax, when you watch this movie, are you going to be like, oh, this is fucking fake ass shit. Like that wouldn't actually happen. I was so worried <laughs> when, um, when Q was like, I got to put the smart blood back in you that he was going to say, get, get the hell away from me with that. Cause he hated it in the first inspector. I was worried that he was going to say, no, thank oh, you. Yeah. And it was going to be anti-vax, uh, <laughs> ammunition, but he took oh, it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, the, the scene in M's office, I, I think I would have rathered a bigger fanfare. Remember in Skyfall after the attack on MI6, that epic shot of M looking at all the coffins with the Union Jack on all of them? Yes. Like we didn't even get that for Bond. All we got was them giving a nice little toast. I do love that quote that M said, the, the function of man is to live, not exist, not just exist. I, I had that weird, because uh, like it was the ending and then I'm like, okay, how much like post ending stuff are we going to get? Because I hate when it's like yeah, when it's, the end happens and then you have like 30 minutes of like, like in Lord of the Rings yeah. or Avengers Endgame and stuff. So I was, I was actually very happy that it was quite short, but it was almost too short at the same time. Yeah, it was very brief. And like, I loved yeah. the Madeline and her kid and like that it was in a tunnel. And so it closed with like the gun barrel again. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Whose name was Bond? James Bond. It's just that's James perfect. Bond. Very good. Editing. So sweet. But yeah, the uh, beautiful. So the actual quote: "The proper function of man is to live, not to exist. I shall not waste my days in trying to prolong them. I shall use my time." I, that's an important part. I won't waste my time trying to prolong them. Which fuck, man. Mm. I have that philosophy a little bit. When you, I don't know if you. Have drink too much or if you party too much or if you're wasting money on live things. fast so, die young kind of well, thing not quite because that's ridiculous i don't want to die young, but i also there's so much more to living than just existing like it's not all about mm -hmm. prolonging your days here it's quality over quantity yeah 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 and that's that it's a perfect quote to make you feel better about james bond dying like i'm not going to just it's not about just yeah. exist. Well, especially his choice because he could have just continued to exist, but it's not about prolonging your time. It's about living. And he wanted to live either doing his job or with Madeline and now his kid. So yeah, if he was going to ever die, God damn it. They did it in a good way. <laughs> so, and you said at the end the James Bond will return. Yeah. Ha has broccoli or Michael Wilson or whatever, have, has any, have they said anything nope. about like, a timeline or nothing they it won't be till next year i think i heard somebody say so i wouldn't be surprised if it's on the 60th anniversary which was almost a year away you know how james bond day was last week which was uh the 59th anniversary of when dr no came out so i wouldn't be surprised if on the 60th that's when they do the big press release where they introduce the new james bond and what it's going to be okay okay so I would say a year from now, like they got to, they wouldn't do it right now because this is, they got to give Craig his victory lap. It would almost be disrespectful to talk about it now, but maybe definitely in the new year, possibly that long. And I'm okay to not know. So many people like want the next one right away. Like fucking Henry Cavill, you want Superman to be friggin' Bond after this? Give me a break. <laughs> he's the Witcher, man. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Too many things. And he's gigantic. Not that Craig's small, but anyway, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about it. I, I want, I'm, I'm all about Craig yeah. right now. And, uh, yeah, like I said, if he, if they were ever going to kill Bond, this is a damn good way to do it. And it's a good conclusion to his tenure. 
and our 25 movies, actually. After all he's been through, I can see that Bond would smile at the idea of being fucking done, having saved the world, and knowing that his <laughs> kid and his wife are safe. Yeah, yeah, a suitable ending for everything he's been through, given all that's happened. Yeah, fucking sad though. Wow, man. Yeah, and then to fucking bring back all the time in the world from Majesty's Secret Service, the Neil Armstrong song. Yeah, Ugh. that yeah, I was flabbergasted Friday night with that. Like we all <laughs> we came back after a few of us uh, were having a few drinks and. Uh, apparently we made plans to do something else. Like I wasn't that intoxicated. I've been worse for sure. But Heather was like, yeah, we, we talked about this and I'm like, I don't remember. I was just in my own head the rest of the night. Yeah. Barely yeah, slept. Yeah. Like I woke up with that frigging song in my head, trying to remember it all. I'm really glad I went to see it again. I feel a lot better about it the second time. Yeah. I actually, funnily enough, I woke up yesterday and I opened Twitter reflexively mm -hmm. and the first tweet was you being like i don't know if it's my least favorite or my most favorite or whatever and i, I was like no, Shit, I, I can't read his tweet and i like <laughs> i said i don't it's definitely not my least favorite but i don't know where like i know for sure like i i don't know how to handle it yet or how to process it yeah but i know it's not my least favorite i don't think it'll be my favorite but it's yeah it's sure jumped up there it's definitely are we going to include it in our ranking Guess we'll maybe we'll, we should. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to. I mean, it's not unusual for you to like. I'm asking you to rank all these movies, having yeah. seen them only once. Seen them, so yeah, yeah, exactly. That'll be very hard. Hmm. I don't know where to put it. So hmm. when we do our ranking, I guess we can talk about this off show. But we'll start with our least favorite and go down. And yeah, I'll, I'll explain because I yeah used to do that other ranking show. Uh, I'll let you know how we do that. Sounds wonderful. Well. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. So sad. How do you feel about it after our breakdown? Feeling any better? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel that much different, honestly. I kind of want to see it again. I highly recommend it. Yeah. I probably won't go to the theaters again. It won't be too long till it comes to some something. If you're not liking theater in its current form, if you're like stressed by crowds and whatnot and being in a public place, then yeah, it's not worth it if you're distracted. Wait, wait till you can see it comfortably. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, honestly, I think it's my stress and anxiety is more related to the big move and transition and everything. Sure, so. sure. But yeah, yeah. I'll just, uh, I'll definitely watch it again when it comes to you know home format. There's quite a few of these Bond movies that I, I don't like the whole movie necessarily. Like Moonraker, I love the first hour of that movie, and there, I've seen the first hour mm -hmm. so many times, so many more times than I've seen the whole thing. It loses me at a certain point. No Time to Die might, it doesn't lose me. It's just too heavy. But I could watch the first three quarters of this movie. Yeah. Over and over and over again, probably. Like that whole Cuba is so awesome. And this is what I was saying the other day. Like there's, or to Heather yesterday, there's so much in it that gets, that you miss that you're not talking about because of the huge thing that happens. The huge couple, Felix, the kid, and Bond dying. You can't yeah. talk about how amazing the set pieces are and the locations and the direction and the cinematography and all the side characters because the other huge things that happen. There's so much good in it. That will, I think, bump it way up on the list. It's just good. It's funny yeah. and action-packed and compelling. Like, Yeah, it's just so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep thinking about the Fernie 
jungle woods yeah, in, yeah, in Norway. Yeah, and yeah. I just want to watch that scene again. And me too. Uh, in Italy too. Like all those. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. Like right now I feel like this one and Spectre are like so high on my list. I, I, I don't know I what it is. I love how much you love Spectre. <laughs> You've seen yeah. it twice, right? You watched it twice? I didn't watch it a second time. Oh, okay. Because I, I watched Skyfall, up to Skyfall with my dad, and then he watched Spectre on his own. But I want to watch it again, so I might. Yeah. Spectre is just... Anyway, we'll talk about that in our ranking. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, but on that note, uh, you've said people dislike Spectre because it's the newest one, mm. potentially. So I wonder if there's people in that camp for... Uh, no time to die. Oh, certainly. People well. just love yeah. to be fucking haters, especially with Twitter. They like to be controversial and just say something outrageous. I left yeah. 15 minutes in. Oh, did you, you baby? God. <laughs> yeah, like, just to be a freaking dick. I mean, even watching it myself, I felt a little bit like... Um, because up until this point, we've, I've only watched Bond movies when they've all been out. Mm-hmm. And it's all part of canon. And it's all... So when watching this new one, I was... I don't know if it was just because I felt like protective of it or like, you know, I was a little bit like, oh, like, what's this going to be? Where's it going to go? Yeah, yeah. A little apprehensive, maybe. It's hard Um, when there's new ones. Yeah. Yeah. It was similar with new Harry Potter books coming out or the next Star Wars movie or whatever. Like, yeah, you are a little protective of it. But I I saw Die Another Day in the theater, so I think I can survive this one. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I was 14. I'm sorry you went through that. I fucking loved it. (laughs) Oh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. 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 I've seen them all in the theater since Tomorrow Never Dies. Since Tomorrow Never Dies. Wow. And so I probably saw, like I've said, I, I think I saw Skyfall in theaters and forgot about it. Right. And... Now I've seen this one. Something so. tells me you'll see them all in the theater from now on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. <laughs> Probably. How could you not? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I suppose let us know how you feel about Dead James Bond and the whole movie in general. Yeah, yeah. Follow us on Twitter at uh, or Instagram, 007bonvoyage, or email us at 007bonvoyage at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, there's a lot to think this about. there is alright man got anything else I'm sure we'll talk about it when we do our ranking we're going to do a brief like little thing about each movie when we you know we're going to discuss each yeah. one and why they are where they are so if we think of anything else between now and then we'll talk about it then yeah yeah so we'll have this so this is the final episode of the movies and we're going to do a ranking episode maybe not right away like it might be two weeks instead of one week we'll see how that goes yeah whatever yeah you'll hear more from us soon bon voyage will return (laughs) until then bon voyage bon voyage everybody